good bass ale. A bass ale. That seems like a rando Kevin yeah. beer. Yeah, my dad had it. So Interesting. Like, like a good Interesting. bass. Interesting choice. The only time I've ever served anyone a bass ale was when I was a bartender. Black and tan? I've done it black and tan when I was a bartender at Applebee's. Yeah. It's usually either Yingling, Bass, or Amstel? No, it's usually Bass or uh, maybe it is Amstel Light. Guinness and Bass or Amstel or Yingling, usually, if I'm not mistaken. You were a bartender? Yeah. I was a bartender at Applebee's and Chili's. I never realized you bartended. I thought you waited. To, I thought you were a server. No, no, I did it all. I did it oh, all. Look Kevin. at you. Oh, man. You don't become Applebee's employee of the year twice. You're just a server, buddy. Out of how many years? I, I didn't want to say just a server. That, that's the most important job in the world. Uh, I'm glad you feel that way. I do. I truly, truly do. I've been there. All right. Well, we have a full show tonight. We have. Christian Rocco joining us. We have Taylor Russ joining us. We have uh, Tardy Tony joining us at some point. Mm, that's a shame. Uh, he's look. He's he's a very busy man. Apparently, the work, the grind is real. Mm. I don't know. You're not bu- you're not buying it. Not buying any of it. Really? Nope. Do you think he not would even... just rather not do the podcast? I th- I think he would not want to do the beginning of the podcast. So you're saying Tony's skipping the podcast because Christian's our first guest? I'm not saying that, because I think we have a lot of history with Christian. We've known the kid since he was in diapers, essentially. So I don't think he's I, I don't I don't think Tony fancies guests all that all that often. No, but this is a this is a huge he was super excited when he actually found out this Christian was the Christian from Legends of the Ring, because he didn't yeah. put them together. He didn't. Oh, we got to talk about that then. Oh, we definitely will. We definitely will. We got, we're talking WWE releases. We're talking, it's, uh, there's so much wrestling last week. There's so much wrestling this week. GCW doubleheader this week, AEW full gear, New Japan battle in the Valley, uh, Ring of Honor, Honor for All show this weekend. There's so much wrestling. It's going to make you throw up. I turned off NXT. After the dance segment, so I don't know anything that else happened after that. We could talk about that. Uh, I was watching New Japan before we started the show. I watched a lot of wrestling. My schedule's starting to free up. I was up at 8 o'clock this morning, Kevin. I did my DDP yoga. I made myself some breakfast. I'm fucking running on all cylinders. I feel great. So wait, so... All right, so you what the dance segment was with... uh, That was like the the dirty dancing thing, right? Where they did the... uh, Like the whole lift up thing and then yeah, robert the stone got yeah the stupid stupid stuff yeah i did watch that that was a long time ago all right well we're gonna talk about that we're gonna talk about the releases we're gonna talk to christian we're gonna talk to taylor rust we're gonna talk to tardy tony we're gonna talk about mm-hmm. mlw we're gonna talk about nwa we're gonna talk Oof. about everything <laughs> okay there's so much this is such a such a great time to be a wrestling fan and such a great time to do a wrestling oh no, not really man <laughs> why it's not the best time. Could you Ring of, Ring of Honor releases? <laughs> Look, I am a hundred percent convinced Ring of Honor is not going anywhere. Hmm. No, you're, you're you're more you're more confident than I am. Very optimistic about That's it. Right. That's the word I was looking for. Optimistic. 
All right, let me start this fucking show. Hold on. Where's this stupid thing here? All right. Hold on. This thing. This thing. This thing. This thing. This thing. <laughs> this thing. If you're watching us out there, chat us up on the Facebook and the YouTube. And oh, yeah. Twitch. Um, Get the trigger figure ready. Yeah, trigger we'll read your ready. comments. Uh, see, look, the mod Spock already. He agrees with my ROH optimism. Yeah, Freaking mod Spock. Spocktoberfest. All right, let's start this fucking show. <laughs> and the optimism goes right out the fucking window. The following is a presentation of the Shining Wizards Network, broadcasting live on rantiumradio.com and available on all podcast platforms and at shiningwizards.com. Follow us on social media at Wizards Podcast. Check out our merchandise at merch.shiningwizards.com. Do your Amazon shopping at amazon.shiningwizards.com and become a Patreon supporter at patreon.com slash wizardspodcast. As always, we thank you for your continued support. And now, enjoy the show. Hey, this is Buff Bagwell, and you're listening to the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. And I mean podcast. And if you're not buff and you're not the stuff and the girls can't get enough, you better be checking this out. <laughs> and remember, I'm buff and always will be the stuff. Check it out. I had to find the fucking button to turn the banner off. God damn it. It's much easier when I can just press the buttons and Tony can do the sound or someone else can press the buttons. Uh, it's Monday night. Kevin, do you know what that means? That your mic is still muted? If All right. Mute. All right. Mic is still muted. Matt couldn't find the switch. I couldn't. Fi- I didn't turn my mic on. Turn my mic on. Oofa. Ten years in two weeks. Ten That's years, right. Matt. Look at that. Rocking the gear, baby. Look at that. That's a, that's a snazzy shirt. I've yet to take the tag off my shirt and wear it. Just did it today. I was reluctant. I was hesitant to do it. Because I always ruin my shirts, man. They go in the they go in the wash, or as you like to say, the wash, and they get completely ruined after three washes. Very faded. Oh, look at that. I'm in the Twitch. I'm chatting it up, too. A little little man on the Twitch. Ah, you're a Twitch guy. I don't know. I'm just trying to drive people to our it's Twitch, to our YouTube. So it's a wizard's pen. Oh, because Spock. Oh, I've been giving those out. I gave a bunch to my family yesterday. Yeah, look at that. Can't really see nice. it. Can't see but shit. It's I fucking silver and the lights. It's gold. Uh, it's, it's Monday night. Oh, go ahead, Kev. Oh yeah. I was talking about the pens. Those are a big hit with people that, uh, in my, uh, in my circles. Been uh, not, not been given out. I had a, my niece's third birthday party yesterday. So I brought the pens, brought the bottle openers, gave a couple to my brother, gave a couple to my aunt, a couple to my uncle, you know, went to work. Cause you know, pens always did. If you ever had like a real office job, probably the same thing in a restaurant job. I've had both. 
pens always disappear. Always disappear. Like people will scrounge around. Pens are like gold in a real office setting or even in a in a bar. Because when you're going to write down someone's you know itemized list, it's the worst. And, and this is again dating ourselves because that's when we still had to write stuff down with pens. Um, but uh, but yeah, they're 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 all, they're hitting on all cylinders, Matt. People love the Shining Wizards pens. Who doesn't love a good pen? That's right. Right. It writes nice. It feels great. Uh, reliable. Rolls. It's got a clicky. It rolls. Oh yeah, you got to have a clicky. If you want one of these fantastic pens, PayPal us at Wizards Podcast with your T-shirt, the 10-year yeah, anniversary yeah, yeah. T-shirt that Kevin is wearing right now for $20 wow. shipped in the United States. You get the shirt, you get a pen, you get a bottle opener. And uh, if you're a 2XL, well, fatty, bad news for you. We're out of fucking shirts, all right? So you either got to go up to 3X or down to 1X like me. And I'm looking to go down to large. How many 3Xs we got left? Do we know? I, have, All of them? Uh, I don't know. Whatever Tony. Tony texted us the, that shit the other night. Nah, uh, right. But uh, let's do a uh, Kevin. You know what? I've, I, I realize we've been missing. Mm. We haven't been doing a proper intro. Like how so? Like it's the Shining Wizard Wrestling Podcast where it's wrestling talk. And oh, and talk about wrestling. I'm Matt. Oh, God. Oh, man. All right. Uh. I still thought we were like pre 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 show. Uh, oh, K J G. Look at that! Look at that! And let's look. Let's not waste any more time because our guest is here. He's been here since the beginning, so I would yeah. love to hear. Uh, I would love to hear his take on listening to our nonsensical yeah. bullshit rambling before the oh, show this started. Been this has been amazing. Christian got here before I did. <laughs> Hey, I got to come early all the time. That's what they teach me over at the Monster Factory. It's as long as it's only in wrestling and not with the ladies. <laughs> oh, dude, I, st- I can't. I can't. No, we can't do that. Nah, we can't we start can't. off like that. No, don't. Right. Don't come early. Make sure you finish the job. Exactly. All right. I, I need to ask Christian before we go any further. Christian, we've known you for a long time. How old are you right now? I'm 21. All right. We could say it then. Yeah. It's all good. Senior in high school or I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure. (laughs) I don't even know. Yeah, Yeah, no, it's I'm I'm great. It's been it's been a long time since I've seen you guys too. It has been a long time. So here's this here's a little backstory for you guys out there that are listening. Christian was like, I don't know, 13, 14, 12. I can't fucking Mm. put it all together. We're going on 10 years, so you do the math, people. Uh and he was at a legend of the ring and um Tony, I think, actually spoke to him because I think he had a Bruiser Brody T-shirt on. And, uh, you know, Tony's a weirdo and he wants to talk Mm -hmm. to children. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was at a wrestling convention, so it made sense. And he came by the table and he was dropping knowledge like nobody's business. And Tony was blown away. He's like, you got to meet this kid. You got to meet this kid. Here I am, a grown man doing a wrestling podcast at a wrestling convention. There's a mouth like a sailor. And I'm like, this kid is the last person I need to meet. Because I don't want to be responsible for anything that we say from this point going forward on the podcast that this kid goes to like school and he's like, you know, dropping F bombs and fucking making inappropriate jokes. And he'd be like, I heard it on the Shining Wizards. Yeah. That's exactly what I did. (laughs) I always gave you guys credit where it was deserved. Well, luckily for for us, it never came back to bite us in the ass. So. Christian, you're living your dream now, man. You are a professional wrestler. 
Yeah, I am. It's kind of wild. It's still crazy to think about. Um, I've been doing it for about over a year now. I uh, train at the world famous Monster Factory. Love the place. This has been the most rewarding thing I've ever done. And it's just starting. So I'm so curious to see where it goes and to see how everything plays out. Now, being such a big fan, uh, and you just said before you're 21, so you said you've been in it about a year. Did you yeah. decide to get your education in line? Um, because in 2020, 2021, we have all this uh, history with all these guys saying, you know, I got into the business young and I didn't have a fallback plan. Yeah. Uh, and you kind of learn from their experience, I guess, because you said senior in college. So, yeah, you're obviously going to college, you're going to wrestling school, you're doing the yeah. thing. I'm doing uh, it all right now. It's kind of crazy. Um, it, it gets hectic, but I, I've figured out a way to make it work, which is crazy because I never could figure out to, how to make it work before when I was doing sports in high school and everything. So I just, you know, it was so important to me that I just had to do it. I, I kept getting this calling and I was just going like, all right, I got to start it. I got to start it. Um, and I, I finally did. Um, it just works perfectly with my schedule right now. Uh, we train about almost every day of the week and I stay there. I come in early. I stay there. Like we usually close the place down. So I, I'm just in love with it. So take us through a normal day for you. Are you going to school? Then you're going to the wrestling. Yeah. Uh, so what, so, what time does this start for you? So uh, lately I've been waking up like super early, like five in the morning so I can get uh, working out and try and get back in shape. Um, I'm just getting over breaking my wrist. So I'm trying to trying to get back into shape. I kind of fell out of it for a little bit when I uh, when I got hurt and I was out. But now I'm trying to wake up early. Um, I usually meal prep on Sunday. So I have all my meals ready. Uh, I usually go to class super early. I get that all out of the way. And then kind of once I'm finished classes around two or three ish, I get all my work done and then i head over to the monster factory around 6 6 30 depending on the day and i usually stay there until like one or two in the morning and then drive back holy shit that sounds like a day yeah it's fun trust me i i wouldn't want it any other way your your, your classes are done by two i made sure i never scheduled a class before two Oh my god you see i used to be like that and then i started taking night classes and i hated it but also, it's great to just get it out of the way. I'd rather have everything done before I go to wrestling. Like, studying for exams is the biggest pain in the ass, and just getting that ready for God knows what comes up. Half the time, I we don't know what's happening at the factory. Things just pop up. Like, Blue Meanie just showed up on Friday the other day. Or there are these crazy opportunities that come out of nowhere. Um, and also, plus, I'm trying to start taking outside bookings. Um, me and a group of my friends just drove down to Tennessee for this open tryout that they did with TNA. So that was an amazing experience. It's, it's, it's the life, man. <laughs> I'm living it. That is phenomenal. So, so tell me, tell us about this road trip. How many of you guys got in a car and what was that experience like for you? Oh, it was awesome. Um, it was super last minute for me. They had planned it out, but I, was like, yeah, I want to go, but I don't know if I'll be busy with school and everything. And then literally we had a show at the monster factory that night. Um, and I wrestled on the show and it's about 11, 12 at night. 
And they're like, just come, man, just come. Just bring 100 bucks and come down and pay for the thing. Let's do it. And I just said, why not? Uh, we drove, what, about eight hours straight, no sleep. And then the, um, the tryout was in the morning going all the way into the afternoon. We slept in the parking lot for about a half hour. We did the trial. It went amazing. I, I couldn't have asked for it to go any better. And we actually got asked to be on the show later that night, too. So I got to wrestle there as well. So I can punch that off of my uh, my wrestling card and say I wrestled in Tennessee. That's pretty awesome. It was it was incredible. I, I'm so glad I did it. And I just should have said yes from the beginning. But it took a little convincing and them talking me into it, but it was, it was an amazing experience. I, it's going to be something I talk about until the day I die. So what went into the, you choosing the monster factory? Um, I've been a, mo a monster factory fan since I was a little kid. I've known about it and it, it's this really, really crazy famous school. That's not too far from my hometown. I, I go to school right now in Philly and my, um, my, <laughs> trust me i it's pretty bad out here the other day there was like a shooting down the street oh what are you at temple no i'm at uh st joe's okay yeah temple's pretty bad too i've been around there i have some friends over there it's pretty bad but um yeah and it's not too far from my hometown which is uh same hometown as draws maze landing um so many great people have come out of the monster factory so many like amazing names that it's like God, if you start rattling them off, you got King Kong Bundy from back in the day. You got D'Lo Brown. You've got Sheamus, Big Show. You got well, kind of Big Show, but it, even more recent guys like Riddle and uh, and Damian Priest. It's just an amazing school run by really great people. Um, there's so much history and lineage to it, and I feel like I'm getting the the right education there. I I haven't found a better wrestling school yet, and I just love everybody there. Yeah, I mean, uh, Monster Factory is is world renowned, and even even before, in the before time, obviously now Danny Cage is in charge of it now, and everyone, uh, we, I like Danny a lot, and uh, LSG is over there every now and then helping out wrestling. Yeah, he's great. I love LSG. Him yeah. and Gabby are awesome. Yeah, so it it, it the, the the reputation speaks for itself in the before time and in in, in current time. All right, so you've been you're you're in it over a little over a year now. When did you? Because it's weird. Because coming from like a, a super fan to actually doing it, when did you feel comfortable inside the the ring? To you, did it come naturally, or did it take time to to learn everything? Or like, are you a natural athlete? Like, do you play like do you play sports and all that stuff? Uh, I think I'm mildly athletic. I just I'm <laughs> I still think I'm I'm finding my feet, but it's it's something that I, I you just gotta constantly work at it. It's funny you mention that too because i talk about this all the time with my friends it's like oh my god you picked this up so fast and then this other person who's been in it for so long isn't anywhere near that it just comes with time and it's just different for everybody um for me there's it, there's still that strange awkwardness of like i don't want to <laughs> hurt anybody um because i never really did uh combat sports i played soccer and i did crew throughout uh, my years in school so when I switched probably to wrestling, two, probably two of the most difficult sports endurance wise you could possibly have. Yeah. And crew's a 
pain. That was every yeah. day. Oh my God. I only did that for a year and a half because it was just, it was more of the schedule than anything. You have to wake up so early. You got to just keep working yeah. out and constantly doing everything. But yeah, I've always had, I think I have pretty decent cardio. Um, right now it's more so me working on my strength and trying to get my physique where I want it to be. Um, during COVID, I probably got in the best shape of my life. Um, God, I went from like 150, no muscle whatsoever, up to like 190 by from May to September. It was kind of, it was, it was nuts. I never thought I could make like such progress so fast. So I'm trying to get back to that point. Um, since my, my wrist kind of derailed me, but yeah, you know, it's, it's still coming to me. I, I feel like I, I learn more each day and it's almost strange because I've watched so much wrestling my entire life. Uh, my nickname at the factory is actually like, they call me encyclopedia Brown. They're like, Oh, oh. Know so much. <laughs> they always we, come we to me. We for fucking facts. know, bro. We know. <laughs> they always come to me for like facts or random thing. Even the coaches sometimes are like, Oh, what happened then? You know, I'm stuck on this one factoid, but um yeah, it's kind of like relearning wrestling. It, it's weird. I started watching it again the same way I was when I was a kid, but now watching it from a different perspective, which is amazing. I feel like I'm becoming a fan again. How many matches do you have under the belt right now? Probably a little, like other than practice matches, ones that have been on shows. Yeah. Probably anywhere from like five to 10. Yeah. All right. That's not bad for a year. That's not bad at all. Yeah. I try and do as much as I can. I always make sure, like, I'm always at everything. I'm always trying to volunteer and get my name in the door, do something. Might as well make the mistakes now. <laughs> so so now, when you're at the Monster Factory, does a guy like Danny Cage or maybe even like a, maybe not a Blue Meanie, but hey, maybe a Blue Meanie said this. Do When do they tell you, hey, it's okay to go and seek these outside opportunities? Is, is that something that you have to run by them? Or is that something that they say, hey, like, hey, you're ready, take whatever you can? Really, they they want you to go out there and get those bookings and do those things, but you always have to run it by Danny. He's always looking out for your best interest, and he always wants to make sure you're safe and doing well and, like, you're okay. Um, even when I went to Tennessee, I, I got the opportunity to be on the show, but I, I made sure I texted him and my, my other coach, uh, Missy Sampson, just to make sure everything was all right, everything's peachy, everything's cool. But, yeah, they're they're more than supportive of us. They want to see us succeed, but they also want to take care of us and make sure we're safe. Yeah, yeah. You would hate to get put in a position that you might not be ready for, or the, or people you might not necessarily know how to deal with. Yeah, and so. you know the best places to make mistakes are in practice, and we're there so much. So, uh, like, that's why I love staying afterwards and staying until the crack ass of dawn of just honing it and really yeah. figuring out like all right this is what i want to do this is what i want to get at so so monster factor you might say you might be doubling the rate of practice that other schools might have like yeah. overall right because like, if the hours are really that that long you're getting double the work in less the time yeah i mean for our normal hours it's really just eight to ten but i love you know it's always open ring for anybody who wants to stay and it's usually me and a group of like my close friends there that just always want to keep working and keep working and keep working and just find that next step or find what's next, try and figure out what mistakes we made and kind of look back at them and see what we're doing wrong. That's awesome, man. 
Yeah, I mean, it's like I said, it's been the most rewarding experience I've ever done. I've never been so deeply into something and, and like committed to something like this. Uh, Lizzie Flanagan wants to know if you are six pack Rocco. <laughs> I was six pack Rocco. Right now I'm Hoss Rocco. Um, <laughs> back in around around the summer when I first started there about a year ago, I was in incredible shape, but I just kept putting on size and I think I lost my six pack. I still think I'm in decent shape, but it's more so size at this point. I'm trying to cut back down. Hmm. <laughs> yes, that is. There it is. That's Mitchell right. Shields wants to know, is that the world-renowned Monster Factory wrestler Christian Rocco? Of course it is. The man who was in a candy uh, candy corn match last Saturday. Is that how you spell renowned? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, man. I so, all right. So I want to go like people don't realize like how far, I mean, we talked about it a little bit, but like you were like the, the trivia, like knowledge, like guy, <laughs> like the trivia, like King, like ask anything about wrestling. This guy knew it. Is that still something that you still keep up with? Or is it just like, if someone asks you like, who? Oh did... yeah, of course. Of course. Right, so, That's never right, going to change about me. <laughs> I wish we, we got to have him on when we bring back games, Matt, I feel like. He ain't taking my title, son. Are you are you still the champ? I'm still. Am I still the champ? What kind of ridiculous question is that? Oh, I don't know, man. I drink a lot. Fair <laughs> uh, Christian, I watched your uh, candy corn match. Uh, yeah. A, I think candy corn is disgusting. It is neither candy nor corn, and it doesn't taste like either. Uh, no. My wife loves it. But um, uh, you wrestle uh, in khakis, which I think is super interesting. <laughs> That was the one time. It was on Halloween. I had this idea. I didn't actually run it by Dan. I just showed up that day with my face painted completely in a suit. I was like, uh, my my tag team partner was the person I wrestled. I'm like, let's just have fun. I I, I didn't even know what we were going to be doing that day, but I, I lobbied so hard to get in this candy corn match. I thought that would be hilarious. I love Halloween. I just wanted to get in it. And I said, let's just do They Live. I'll be the alien and you be John Nada, Piper's character. Nice. That's right. Yeah. And when we were there, I just started getting all these ideas. The one, so before the show starts, we hadn't even called the match yet. We were, um, I was, I was like, damn, I have such an idea, but I want to see if it's okay. Dan, let me go. I ran to the store and we're calling our match while we're going to shop. Right. I'm like, let's get coconut. So you can hit me in the head with coconut like Piper. So like I, I came up with this, (laughs) this dumb idea that ended up on the show and it was it was what it was. I usually wrestle in just regular trunks. Why candy corn? Why candy corn? Because they do it every year, apparently. And they were like, well, all right, we want to do a candy corn match tonight. And I'm like, I got to be in that. I, I wanted to be in that so bad. I'm like, this is going to be fun. I'm, I'm It's going to be a fun night. It's going to be easy. I get to work with one of my best friends and my tag partner, usually Nick Petit. So I, I was all for it. So the have you been, oh, sorry, Kev, go ahead. Have you, so have you been working primarily tag matches or are you doing whatever they have for you? Uh, Probably more so whatever they have for me. We're right now we're, we're doing uh, more tag stuff on the actual shows, but we also run like a weekly kind of TV ish show on yeah, yeah. YouTube called monster factory arena, where I have like a bunch of singles matches. Um, But yeah, I mean, we kind of just, Go our own way. I'm kind of going wherever they take me, and I'm I'm happy about it. 
are the nerves still there for you? When it like in front of people, I've never really had nerves. It's more so the nerves of just like making sure I have a good match. Um, I don't get stage fright. I I've been uh, in college. I kind of fell into speech and debate, and I ended up doing that, and that was a ton of fun. Never had any nerves for that, but it's a different thing with wrestling. There's just so much to think about and worry about because you got to carry care about what's going on, what's coming next, your opponent. It's not really so much the crowd that I'm worried about. It's just, am I going to make whoever I'm working with happy, whoever's watching in the back. And if the match itself is good, like I'm, I beat myself up just trying to figure out what I want to do or, or kind of what the match should look like or how it should feel. All right, Christian wrestle WrestleMania 10. Earthquake wrestled Adam Bomb. Yeah. Who was he originally supposed to face? Oh God. Yeah. Me on the spot. Wait. No, I know this. Give me a second. Oh. Adam Bomb. Well, who was Earthquake layup. supposed to wrestle? Yeah, I thought this was a layup for you. God damn, why can't I think? I'm telling you, I'm just getting over being sick, so I'm trying to figure that out. <laughs> I'm trying oh, no, listen, I am was it, God damn, was it Ludwig Borga? It was Ludwig Correct. Borga. Yay. Atta boy. Atta boy. He still got it, kids. He still yeah. got it. <laughs> Took me a minute, but I got it. Uh, our good friend Ryan Sullivan wants to know, does he have college pride? If so, the hawk is dead. The hawk will never die, brother. Come on. God damn, man. Coming Ryan out of my Schlong. school like that. Ryan Schlong's one of those south jersey people like yourself <laughs> yeah no i like and that's the other thing too um a lot of my friends from college think i'm insane for doing this that like they're like dude i know you were a fan what, of it this, but this i didn't podcast yeah that too <laughs> but <laughs> I'm, i sent them all out the link so they're probably watching this but they all think i'm insane for going for this wrestling thing they're like dude i didn't know you really loved it that much it's it's crazy. They knew I was the biggest fan. Like even people I knew from high school, they're like, I they started contacting me or hit me up on Instagram. They're like, oh my god, I can't believe you're doing it. <laughs> that's but that's awesome, man. You're fucking yeah, awesome. You're following your dreams. You're giving at least. Look, no matter what happens at the end of the day, you can look in the mirror and you can you know you know you tried, you did your best. You know if this if yeah. this doesn't work out for you which I don't think that'll be the case. I think you'll be super successful at this. Thank you. But if it doesn't, at least you'll know that you fucking gave it a shot. Uh, Lizzie Flanagan <laughs> says, you are insane, but we support you. God bless. <laughs> I think the fifth time she commented in here. Who is that? Oh, uh, it's a friend of mine from college. Okay. Gotcha. Well, Lizzie, there is no God on the Shining Wizard Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> just, just me, because nobody just can heathens. beat me. <laughs> Shining Wizards, can you beat that champion? I'll take you on. Speaking, Chris. speaking of shining wizards, by the way, that's my finish too, which is nuts oh, to man. think about. Yeah. I, How did we not bring that up? That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I wanted to do it for a while and I was thinking about it. And then I thought back to the podcast and I was like, Oh my God, there's such a connection here. Plus I'm sitting here across from the shirt you guys gave me when I was 12, which is crazy that it still fits. I found it yesterday and which, I've been which, wearing it all which day. One? Which color scheme? It's the blue and white one. Ooh, old school. I got I'm a uh, new pink and black tomorrow's going out in the mail. So you got the heart foundation one going right now. That yeah. is our, uh, that's like our, that's our, that's our colors, man. Pink yeah, and black. Signature. I like the 10 logo. I really do. It's awesome. 
I gotta yeah. get me one of those pens. Starting with the shirt. Let's see what I can Hell do. Yeah. I'll throw you guys in a shirt too. I got my own stuff here. Oh what, shit! You got merch? Yeah. Really? yeah, I got merch. I got stickers and shirts. Look at this guy. Yeah. I do I'm a marketing a major. Come on, I gotta do that. Marketing major. I was a PR yeah. major. Yeah. See how great that worked out for me. <laughs> <laughs> got you plenty of AEW figures back there. Oh, that's true. It's a very good point. <laughs> which one of us? What's me. up? I said me. which one of us? Oh, both of you guys. <laughs> that's right. I can't really see my stuff. It's a political I can see answer. all the autographs. I see the um is that Omega or AJ with the two sweet? That's Jay White, buddy. Oh, that's Jay White. My bad. Don't <laughs> you dare. How dare you? I have plenty of posters in my room, too, but I don't want to come off like too much of a mark. That's the only thing I got to tone back a little bit. Everybody's like, oh, you got you, you fangirl about some stuff. Um, the one that, person. Look, I... uh, uh, All right. Yeah. I, I know. Look, and I'm not in wrestling school, but I will tell you this. And I think we had this conversation like two weeks ago. You're going to cross paths with a lot of people. And then. You know, the wrestling business is fucking crazy. I think you got to take your opportunity, man. And you got to take your picture of them. You got to talk to them because you never know. You never fucking know. I'm sure it's a lot easier for me to say because I'm not training. I'm not showing up to school every day, not getting in the ring and working with these guys. But man, life is full of these moments. I think you got to capture them because, again, they'll be gone in an instant and you got to have, you know, something to look back on, I guess. That's I exactly how I feel. Um, it's funny like you mentioned that shit. I got to, uh, when I was first starting out there, they were having me pick up people from the airport for the shows. And I almost lost it because I got to pick up, uh, Brian Pillman jr. Nice. And they were like, you definitely send you for obvious reasons because I'm the biggest, like, I'm such a huge fan of him, but his dad is like one of the reasons why I even got into wrestling. I, I love Brian Pillman. So like there was that awkward moment. I just talked to him about nothing in the car forever, but I'm like, dude, I just gotta be straight with you. Like your dad's so awesome. He's like one of the reasons why I got into this and he was so cool about it. I couldn't have asked for him to have a better reaction. I just talked to him about stuff that like he remembered when he was a kid and he was just going on about it. But that was such a rewarding moment, and I can't believe that even happened. That's awesome. Did you tell him to cut his shitty hair? No, I didn't because, man, that's that's throwback filming. That's Hollywood Blondes filming. Uh, his hair is – when he dyed his hair white for that fucking AEW pay-per-view, man, that was bad. Oof. He did not look good. I got hey, The mullets are coming back. <laughs> you got to bring back the mullets. Do you? Yeah. Hey, look! It's 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 the best. It's it's business in the front, a party in the back. Come on! I know. All of, I don't see you. I don't see you rocking a mullet. No, I'm not gonna rock a mullet. Has a hell of a head of hair, though. Yeah. God, well, he's fucking 21, dude. What do you expect? <laughs> no, I'm just saying. What do you want me to do? Kids, a baby. I acknowledge him. Basically. So let's see what his hair looks like in 20 years. I still got a good one going. All right. You always Sorry. wear a fucking hat. That's right. It's not good for your hair. All right, Christian. Yeah. Paul Ellering's dummy's name. What was it? Oh, Rocco. Come on. It's my last name. All right. Name. Yeah, I know. I was, I was hoping. Oh, uh, yeah. Ding. I, was, I, I just literally pulled up SummerSlam 92 and I saw the photo of that. So I was oh, like, come oh, on. Yeah, I nice. love 92. I love Wembley. Come on. Yeah. It's a great all show. Right, all right. Don't die. Don't get, don't get fresh here, Rocco. <laughs> no, right? no. I think you should, Kevin. You're throwing fucking softballs at the kid. Jeez. All right. Oh, all right. All right. I'll get the I'll get the real deal going. I get the D Lo Brown fucking, style. Some, you need some Tony Z fucking off the wall. Do it wrestler from 
fucking the Antarctic won the world tag titles. Yeah, see, I'm trying to remember what questions like we would have for him back in the day. Like, what, what did we give him then? Do you know what's really funny? I went to a Tom Pritchard seminar in the summer in Massachusetts, and he was like trying to like get everybody on these questions, and I kept answering them, and I think it was pissing them off. I remember it well. You, you did it multiple times with us at different shows and stuff. I remember it. What was the one he asked? He was like, where did Foley get the mandible claw? And, uh, God, I was... I, that was the only one I got wrong, but he was even impressed with who I said. I said Dr. Jerry Graham because I thought of the you, – you know that's uh, Vince's favorite wrestler growing up, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, you know the whole story behind that. <clears throat> sure. That's going to be a dark Why don't you tell us just in case? Oh, yeah. he uh, Didn't he dig up his mom and hold police at gunpoint? Nope. Did not know that. <laughs> <laughs> he had like a psycho conundrum there. I like mm. that. It's right in my wheelhouse. Yeah. I'm a big horror movie guy too. That's another thing I'm great with. I'm great with trivia for like music, horror movies. Um, God, I, I'm really good with a lot of like old pop culture references. That's just because my parents, <laughs> they raised me well. They let me just love whatever I loved. And my dad introduced me to everything. My mom introduced me to everything. And from there, I just grew this like affinity for older shit. <laughs> the old shit's the best stuff. You should c- come to the true true crime stuff. Very fun. Oh, I love true crime stuff. I'm a big true crime guy. I keep that one under wraps because people are like, oh my God, that's why that what? you, know you that. listen to true crime podcasts all the time, all the time. Because Documentaries. What's up? Which true crime podcasts? Oh God. There was the one that was really popular when I was in high school. It was the one that was like an ongoing case, but uh, I, the ones that got me really into it were the Buzzfeed ones that they had on YouTube. Those ones were pretty well done. Um, now you put me on the spot. I can't even remember. I usually just watch a lot of documentaries on them, whatever comes up on Netflix. I do a lot of research on uh, Wikipedia and Google. There's nice. way too much. I know way too much about too many serial killers. Me, look, me and you both, my, my coasters in my house are serial, serial killer mug shots. Are they? Oh, Have yeah. you ever been to, you ever been to like NJ Harkon or any of those? I haven't. I have. They, we went to Liberty Science Center once, and there was somebody selling like tchotchkes, and they had these these uh, these mugshot coasters. And I was like, "We need these for the house," because my wife is also into true crime. So I was like, "This is awesome." They were selling so many shirts and so many things. I regret not getting the one. They had an OJ Simpson shirt. It said "Lady Killer," and it's like a shot of him from the '70s dancing. Oh, it was great! Yo, what's up, Christian? What's up? How's it going? Folks, you're listening to The Shining Wizards. You're watching us live. We are on the line with Christian Rocco. He's the fucking man, if I dare say so myself. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. What the I know fuck is this? No, no. Pizzeria's here. Pete, take it away. <laughs> Pizzeria. Hey, <laughs> mamma mia. Fanzanuna. <laughs> I'm going to go get make myself a drink. I'll be right back. Don't get up now. It's like a Sal and Richard phone call from Howard Stern with See, the fake names. I heard you guys talking about hair as I was trying to get my way into Studio A. And uh, I realized if I had the light on behind me, you might see a little reflection in the old uh, scout ski. So I had to just shut that off. Wait, who's telling you not to curse? Who's telling Christian not to curse? We already, not to yeah. curse. Come on, I'm all grown up. How we already went you? over there. Sorry, I'm joining in late. I always get I always get chastised for showing up late. As oh, you're late tardy right Tony. Now. That's what it should say on the freaking on your your gimmick there. Your lower third. No, I'm pizzeria. So, um, do you, Hey, you know, I heard a great story about Dr. Jerry Graham. Did you know he dug up his mother and drove her around in his car before he got arrested? Yeah. 
did. <laughs> That's a crazy story. He was Vince's favorite wrestler, too. Oh, dude. Come on. And you know what the funny thing is? The ironic thing is he had Jerry Graham like under the WWF banner and he just wound up like releasing him. Nope. There's Kevin. Nope. <laughs> Didn't mean to do that. <laughs> Hit the wrong thing. <laughs> did, hey, did Vince wind up releasing him because that happened with his mother or it was just kind of like Jerry Graham was old and out of shape and just not the wrestler he used to be? I think it was budget cuts. Probably. Probably. <laughs> Probably sent him out an email. Uh <laughs> It's so weird, dude. Like, you're, like, all grown up. Like, I know you're only 21, but... Yeah, it is weird. Sometimes I look back. I get, like, those... You have Google Photos, right? You get those in-memories. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. It's been so long, but it really hasn't. I know. I had hair. Matt was skinny. Kevin was still <laughs> handsome, but, you know, that's okay. how it goes. <laughs> it's Gorgeous. so it's so crazy because I haven't been to one of those Legends in the of the Ring mm. in such a long time now. Um I think the last one I went to was like either in 2017 or 2018. I was still in high school. I know that. So I don't think we've been the one either in a while. Yeah. Nah. It's been a bit. It's been. And then I know it moved, right? It actually it's moved closer a... to us. Which oh, is, shit. Which <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I had no idea. It's not Monroe anymore. No, it's in no. Woodbridge, I think. Because I remember, I remember when we were going there, a lot of people were bitching and complaining the, the uh the the was it the road the crown plaza had changed hands and like it yeah. completely went in the shitter in terms of like rooms and whatnot so i don't yeah. care it was a I great place at a bar right next to, right in the, in the in the place that was good to they go. had the sports bar right oh yeah yogi's baby yeah i remember i got uh i bumped into who was it i have so many pictures of people in there i would just start eating lunch with my mom and then all of a sudden scott hall would just walk in <laughs> well of course yeah. who, probably oh, not the, the best, best one the best one I have is one with meat. That, that's probably one of my favorites. The old Sean Stasiak gimmick? The old Sean Stasiak. Yeah, Sean Stasiak doesn't do interviews much anymore. No, no. I, I'm so grateful I went to all those shows, too, because I'm looking back at it now. I Like, so many of those guys aren't even around anymore, which is – I'm not trying to bring it on a somber note, but I'm just very thankful I was at least into older wrestling and into those those – time frames because they're starting to go away i mean I'm, how many times did i meet piper and dusty there it's kind of nuts <laughs> was that the, was that the end of this I thought yeah I said, yeah sorry <laughs> no i saw matt like he he, he kind of leaned in and then he held back and i was just watching him i'm like this is a, so awkward and so funny <laughs> i literally just thought my computer was effing up again like it always was <laughs> Uh, we're on the line with Christian Rocco at Christian Rock 14 on Twitter, Christian underscore Rocco underscore 41 on Instagram. Be sure you're following him. He's at the Monster Factory. He's going to be doing big things. You're going to be hearing this kid's name uh, in the future. Thank you so um, much. Well, please, thank you for taking time out of your schedule to join us. What do you have coming up? Uh, are you, uh, when's the next big Monster Factory show? I probably The next big up. show is their biggest show of the year. Come to Turkey Slam. We're going to be in Paulsboro again. It's November 20th. Tickets are on sale now. I think the first row is already sold out, but we're going to have a big, uh, we're going to have a big Royal Rumble style match and I'm going to be in it. I have no idea if I'm going to be on the other part of the card, but come see it. There's a lot of great people there. Um, a lot of my like very close, close friends are on there. I'm really excited about a lot of the matches that are going to be on there. Um, yeah. I mean, if you guys are in the Paulsboro area around the Philly area, come by. 
I'll be Ooh, there. Yeah. We're doing a meet and greet too early. They just announced that we're doing an early meet and greet. So if you guys want to come by, get some, I'm going to do a cheap plug real quick, get some t-shirts, get some stickers, Ooh. pick up the stuff. I'm trying to get hats now. Will this be your first ever Royal Rumble? Um, yeah, actually, the first one I actually did ring announcing for. I've done every, I've worn every hat in that building possible. <laughs> um, Usually how it goes. Yeah, I still, to this day, I still do all the camera work and all the switcher stuff in the back. The second I get done my match, I just put on a t-shirt and get ready to work. <laughs> yeah, man. All right, so who eliminated Hacksaw Jim Duggan in Royal Rumble 1992? Oh, come on. That's right. In 92? Mm-hmm. God, I'm not going to get this one. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. All right. One in 92. You'll never get it because it's so random. Yeah, I'm not going to. Well, I that's my favorite Rumble, too. That's the one Flair one. So. Yeah, my man. This guy. This guy gets it. God, I have a shirt that says Rumble like it's 92. Uh, I need did, that shirt. Did yeah, Greg Valentine eliminate him? No, it was, it was a good guy. I there's so much in that show, too. That's the one that Piper won the Intercontinental, right? And he was going to go for the double champion. That's correct. Yeah, Flair was number three. That's right. right. That's right. I know so many random factoids about that, but I don't know the Doug. All right, so the answer is he's he's very lonely nowadays. Virgil? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) A Monster Factory alum, too. There you go. Look at that. It all ties back in. (laughs) It all ties ties back. back in. I can only imagine Haxel going, hey, Virgil, I'm going to give you the rub tonight. <laughs> You're going to get a big elimination, tough guy. I would kill to work with Virgil. I always say that. Me and my friends, we always make jokes about who we would want to work with, but actually Dude. being serious. I, I always say, like, Sid Vicious, Virgil, I'd love to work a match with Scott Steiner. I would no. love to make that happen. Dude, no, no, Virgil, yeah. 20 no. bucks in a fucking plate of onion peels, and you got him booked. I was at Mania this year, and Virgil was in the – in the audience and we just saw him and when it got the rain delay where else would he, he be i i was just so confused he's he's in <laughs> so <laughs> he'd be in the main event with they should have made it a four-way but when they, we got the rain delay we all moved out and all the sections kind of just were meandering around and then there's virgil just sitting there charging people to take pictures and he's just looking around oh, he yeah, just gets man. out of the bathroom 20 bucks to get a picture you ever, you ever see his video uh on cameo where he had his nuts hanging out <laughs> what? all no. right all right that. all right christian rocco thank you very much for joining us here yo it might it always might, guys it might still be online like it was on for oh, a i'm long gonna look time. that up right now <laughs> yeah he, i think he did it so people would fucking uh like check out Welcome his cameo oh, for, well check out more than his cameo <laughs> oh boy his fucking meatballs are hanging out oh, oh god fat nuts virgil oh so soul train jones with his balls hanging out <laughs> mike oh, jones my letting his soul glow you think ted paid him to do it oh yeah ted needs the money <laughs> Uh, uh, Christian, was he in his fucking NWO t-shirt when you saw him at WrestleMania? <laughs> no, unfortunately not. He was wearing the same gray hoodie that he always wears. The first time we ever did a wrestling convention at WrestleCon, he was trying to get in and they wouldn't let him in and he wanted to be like at our table and we were like, get lost. <laughs> they actually felt bad for him. It, it wasn't, yeah, it was WrestleCon. They actually gave him a spot in the back somewhere. And the funny thing is, you, you've all seen it. The banner says Ted DiBiase and Virgil. 
Yeah. But you don't get the Ted DiBiase part. Do you know it's the best part? They actually, uh, I love all the action figures. They made a Mattel one with the banner too, which is insane to me. <laughs> you can get a Virgil action figure with the banner. Really That's is. hilarious. It's the greatest thing ever. Yep, because who'd want a picture with Ted DeBase? <laughs> all about DeBase. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. I still can't get over Virgil having his nuts out. Oh, it's fucking fantastic. I'm just going to Google Virgil nuts out. No, don't, Matt. Matt, don't do it. (laughs) Well, you can share it. Well, if you share it, we might get thrown off. (laughs) Oh, because it was a thing. Yeah, but you don't want to go broadcasting it. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think anyone really cares to see it. January 15th, Virgil promotes his cameo account, doesn't realize his balls are showing. Oh, he knew. He knew. Yo, it's still there! Motherfucker, it's still there! Yo! Yeah, WrestleZone promoted it. Oh my god. <laughs> Fucking wrestling. It was new. He's, he's gotta be, it's gotta be the oldest video that doesn't have a strike against it. it I can't oh believe it's still god, here. That's amazing. That is incredible. Christian, Emma McCormick wants to know, I have a question, what your wrestling persona Zodiac chart? Huh? I'm just wrestling as me, so I'm I'm still going uh, Sagittarius. <laughs> what is right, going on I here? Don't I don't know. I'm got... I'm just me right now. I I have ideas for stuff that I want to do in the future. Um, more stuff that kind of goes towards the true crime aspect. I love disturbed, like insane psychopathic characters, and I would love oh, to yeah. do one like that. I'm a huge Clockwork Orange fan. I love American Psycho. Um, oh, if you guys have ever seen like a house that Jack built, that movie is incredible. What is this? What is this lingo that they keep throwing out in the in the in the thing? What does that mean? What's going on? Fire sign. Kevin, you I have no read. idea what's going on. <laughs> what you got to read? You got to read the comments when you pull them up because not everybody is watching. Oh, fire sign! It said I said that. I don't what's even know fire what a fire sign, sign is. No clue. You know what it is? Christian's a young guy. He's handsome. So now all the young ladies are coming out of the woodwork and they're they're all That's thirsty. exactly what it is. They're man. thirsty for the Rocco. So now they're just coming up with all these weird things just to get a little time with them. I, I get know, it. right? They're just trying to get their five seconds of fame. Dude, I feel like a better person right now that you're joining us tonight. There you go. <laughs> Whether I am a better person or not is Damn, no you story. guys really set me up. I didn't know I was getting that on here. Now, Christian, you got to hear the opening of the show, and we had speculated that maybe Tony doesn't like guests, in particularly you, and that's why he was late to the show. No, 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 no. Uh, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. <laughs> was that you what wanna... you were talking about beforehand, before I jumped yes, on? Yes, yes, yes. That's we what I think it was. Well, he's been late. Whenever we have a 7 o'clock guest, he's never here. Do you hate, I'm always do you hate early, Christian? man. Look, I would have loved to have talked to Paro last week. It just didn't work out. And then by the time I was getting on, you had Earl Cooter on. So I want to know. His name is Earl Joseph. I know. You know how many times I was updating uh, the website over the weekend? I kept putting Earl Cooter. That guy rocked. Earl, Earl Cooter, past guest of the Shining Wizard Wrestling Podcast. Of course. That's why I was getting confused. <laughs> no, what about Christian? Yo, Christian Cooter would be an awesome name. Christian Cooter. I'd... Yeah. Start creating the money. That goddamn uh, Christian Cooter over there. Right? That guy, man. Uh, whenever I bring my dad to the shows, he always says really like horrible shit because he's still a fan. <laughs> and he said some, he was at one of the um what was it? He was at one of the Monster Factory shows, and I just hear him while I'm calling my match in the back, I just hear kick her in the cooter. Holy <laughs> shit. Oh, I'm like, Jesus oh boy. Christ, Dad. Hell yeah. Man. 
cut of the same cloth as Matt. Oh my god! Yeah, you guys are you guys are made for each other. Now he Me? didn't pull the. <laughs> your, your dad didn't pull the fire alarm when they threw him out, did he? Nah. <laughs> well, no, he doesn't go that far. <laughs> I I never pulled the fire alarm. Ever. It was just a coincidence that the minute King Kong Bundy threw me out of that show, the fire alarm went off. I swear on my mother's grave, I oh, didn't come pull on. the fire alarm. I don't swear bring, to God. I know. Don't bring Jesus Sue into this guy. It's all hearsay. <laughs> They didn't catch him. Can't prove no. anything. Yeah, no. but it was all circumstantial evidence. Come on. Matt disappears. Look, the fire alarm gets pulled. The fire alarm has the sticky shit in it that gets your fingerprints if you pull it to fake a true? fire alarm. Wait, for real? Yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Yeah, bro. Mm. Otherwise, people would have just been going around pulling fucking fire alarms for yeah, shits man. and giggles. I mean, I remember <laughs> people doing that in school. Yeah, exactly. God <laughs> mm. oh, damn. Fuck, I didn't know they could track that. I mean, Note I don't know. You got your prints. So, what'd you do with the gloves? <laughs> Note to oh. self. Shut oh. the fuck. You're never. It's like a Norm Macdonald. Note to self. Oh, brother. That's yeah, uh Christian, what are you watching these days to kind of, are you still keeping tabs on, on the world of professional wrestling? I know you got such a busy schedule with school and wrestling. Yeah. That's the one thing I am really busy, but I catch up on everything. Once I get home, it's usually just one day out of the week. I'll just watch everything. Um, I'm a little behind on AEW right now uh, and a little behind on raw, but for the most part, I've kept up on SmackDown NXT. I've kind of like gone ever since. And it has nothing to do with how they rebranded it. Actually, one of my, uh, one of my friends that I met at monster factory is a referee for them now. Um, yeah, uh, if you see him, he's Sammy, he's on there, but, uh, I just haven't had the time. Um, and probably this week I'm going to catch up on all the AEW and, uh, NXT stuff just so I'm ready for full gear and possibly I heard there's a takeover coming up maybe. Uh, yes. I think the first weekend in December, I think they have a takeover. Yeah. So I want to be caught up for that because I, I've missed almost all of the NXT 2.0 series. That's okay, Matt. Matt Matt likes it, and then he doesn't like it. So we've we've heard mixed bags. I've heard mixed things. I'm I was such a fan of NXT growing up. I I was watching it still when it was on Hulu, and that was probably the like everything I ever could have wanted in like a modern wrestling show. I what do you it. you uh you play any uh, PlayStation, Xbox, Switch? Uh, I never was a video game guy, but I'm starting to get into it. I just, it's funny enough. You mentioned that I just picked this up today. I got the guardians of the galaxy game. I haven't played it yet, but I oh, you gotta let me know how it. that is. I heard it's really good. I, I love guardians. It's one of my favorite like Marvel franchises. So I'm so curious how that's going to go. We picked up drunken bar fights over the weekend on PlayStation. Cause we got drunken the VR bar headset. Fights. Yeah. So my kid, he's 13, probably about the age that you were when we first met you. Yeah, actually. <laughs> And Unbelievable. you literally yeah. just put the VR helmet on, you grab drinks from the bar, get nice and drunk, and then just punch the shit out. Oh, of I you. love this. I got to play this. Drunk it's fantastic. Bar fights. Yeah. They got, they got darts. You can use pool cues. <laughs> there's, there's an alley fight where you grab a crowbar and you're just beating fucking people over the yeah. head with it. You're letting, you're letting your child, you're letting your child play this game. Yeah, he's got to get out his frustration somehow. You know, All right. Yeah. He's not a child anymore either. He's a teenager. Yeah, dude. He's yeah, thirteen. He's got, he's got pubes and everything, dude. 
All right, I'm gonna go back away now. <laughs> I think you made that same joke to me when I was 15, and I called in. Probably. <laughs> We let you Some call in? Change. Yeah, I called in a couple of times. I called into the Turnbuckle Throwbacks a bunch of times. Oh, Christ, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, so sorry. <laughs> How's Phil doing? I haven't seen him in a while. Nobody I sat does. next to him at a show. You sat next to Ozzy in the fucking first row. You were in the third? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> so was, was, was it you, Phil, and Virgil? Yeah, <laughs> actually. No, um, I was. it was at one of the PWS shows a long time ago, and I remember I was a complete moron. New Jack was there, and I just went, mass transit, because I thought I was funny. And I probably oh, would have gotten killed. That's the worst. Uh, yeah. Joke's on him. He's dead now. Yeah, I got him. They both are. <laughs> All right. Ah, true. Yeah, Phil's, the, Phil's okay. Diabetes took a couple fingers, but he's doing okay. Oh, he's oh. still got all the sausage links. They're all still oh, <laughs> Oh, I just assume. Christ. I just assume. <laughs> listen. If anything, he, if anything, sitting in his four-hour commute every day, he probably would have gnawed him off because he was hungry. Other than that, he didn't lose any from diabetes. Christian, what's your favorite workout routine? We sports, boxing, just dance, spill your secrets. <laughs> spill your secret DDP yoga. Secret DDP yoga for real? Yeah. No, actually, I've been. I just started doing it last month. I love it. It's awesome. It's great. For the past two years, I was doing it like seven days a week, and I was really in good shape. And then I kind of fell off the wagon a little bit, and it shows. <laughs> it happens to all of us. I fell off the wagon. I, I gotta just get healthy again. I was so sick this week, so I was trying to like really start going hard, but then I got a virus. So now it's. I think this week is like my. I I can't get into too many details, but there's a big project coming up with the Monster Factory, and I just want to be in the best shape possible. I like there it. I like a little yeah. teaser there. I like a little, a little bit of a teaser. I love it. Well, Christian, it's been an absolute pleasure. At Christian Rock, that's R-O-C-C-14 on Twitter. Follow him, Christian underscore Rocco underscore 41 on Instagram. Be sure to follow him. Uh, Christian, we will have you back as many times as you want to promote whatever you want. Or, as always, uh, guys. Just, <laughs> you can just come back on, and uh, I can beat you at Can You Beat That? Uh, we'll get trivia going. We'll get trivia going. Don't worry. I'm oh. I'm the trivia king when it comes to wrestling. You want to throw some music and some movies in there too? Oh shit! Wait, what do you see? What the slob does oh, now? He's getting, oh, he's getting, okay. He's getting the belt. He can't even, look at him the way he's wheeling his chair. Actually, look nice around my waist. We're gonna come back to you. We're gonna show him the belt. Gonna do this. Oh, oh it's real easy to fucking roll each chair across the carpet. Shut the fuck up, you losers. Why did you just get it? It? <laughs> I'm the fucking champion. Not you, Shining Wizards, Kevin. Not you, fucking Tony Baloney. And definitely not you, Christian Rocco. Put on your little, put on your spandex. Go dance around in a ring. When you run a real challenge, come on. Come on, son. Oh, okay. I, I'm this afraid that if. That's yeah, it, good it, around my waist. Dude, if you took Christian on, we'd never see that belt again. That would be gone. <laughs> we'd have to have a John Cena Rey Mysterio fucking deal going where we have to make up a, a secondary. Oh, just... Thanks. Thanks for all the faith that you have in me. Sorry, bro. I know who you're dealing <laughs> with here. Kate's full of shit, too. You never lost the belt. You never had a belt, Kate, you fucking loser. You're a loser. <laughs> all right. Well, Christian, thank you very much for joining us. We hope thank to, you guys for to having see, me. You, see you again very soon. Thank bring you it on, again. Christian. It's I ain't afraid of you. Come on, bring you it. be afraid. Come on, bring it. Afraid. Not afraid. I've been drinking Jack Apple, listening to a fucking murder podcast all day. I'm ready. 
And I just want to tell all the ladies that are in the chat room for Christian, we're actually three somewhat handsome guys. So if you want to stick around when Christian leaves, you're more than welcome to. Yeah, at least hit the subscribe button. Jesus. Yeah. And please look at me. I could use some attention. I'm getting old. (laughs) He does do yoga, so you know he's flexible. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. I can put this shit up like over my head and shit. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Your friends had a lot of fun with you on this chat tonight. I know, right? I didn't even see the chat. I've just been on my computer right now. All right. Oh, no, wait. We did that one. (laughs) Oh, boy. All right. Yeah, we're done. We're done. Sorry, people. We didn't get to your question. (laughs) Thank you guys so much for having me. It's always an honor coming on here. And uh, thank you guys for being so good to me for the past, what, nine years I've known you guys? Oh, man. Feelings mutual, my friend. Be well. Good luck. And like Matt said, come back whenever you want. Yeah, seriously, man. Even if you just want to fucking chat with us about wrestling we don't have to promote anything Hell yeah come hang out with us i'm all for it whenever i'm free i'll jump on awesome sounds good christian <laughs> rock you, everyone cheers brother this is amazing cheers it's awkward 10 years but you were a little little kid and now you're a grown-ass man and he's wrestling and he's on our podcast so weird what is the bear question the bear question oh, christian would, uh, you rather... would you rather fight yeah oh sorry wait what <laughs> There's too many bear questions. Here you go. Rat-sized bear? One rat-sized bear. I'm not going to have to deal with 500 of them. Jesus. No, it's a bear-sized rat. Oh, a bear-sized rat. I'm going with the one over the 500. Yeah, you got to go for the one. Yeah, I'm going all all marketing majors, Christian? I don't think so. (laughs) All right. I hope not. He's so young and is that so what they're virile. Is that what they're tied to? Uh, I don't know. He's <laughs> all marketing questions. These are, this is weird. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Let's wrap it up. All right. Thank you, guys. Christian Thanks Rock. Again, Christian, be well, Follow him on his social media. Christian, be well. We'll talk soon. I'll get that shirt out in the mail tomorrow, brother. Yeah, I'll send you guys ones, too. Uh, awesome. Hit me up. Oh. I'll send whatever sizes. Fuck yeah. I like this it. This guy's the best. He's the <laughs> Christian Rocco, everyone. Be sure you're following him. He's going to do big things in the world of professional wrestling. Uh, See you guys. Bye, Bye Christian. Bud. Have a great night, bud. Right, I couldn't hold in my gas anymore. I felt like burping. Whew. Hello, Tony stinky. Maloney. Well, What's going Taylor... on, Millionaire Matt? What's going on, IG Shining Wizards Kevin? Nothing. Christian was in the queue before Kevin, so we kind of <laughs> just went right into the interview. Got, uh, yeah, got a lot of mileage out of that bad boy. Uh, and we got Taylor Rust in about 15 minutes. Um, where do what do you guys want to talk about for the next couple minutes before Mr. Rust joins us? Mm, we actually, a... um, mm. well, we could we could do it quickly. Uh, the reason why, and I've been bitching and moaning for the past like four weeks. The reason why we haven't heard much about by any means necessary is because the NWA so wonderfully is now airing it every week instead of the regular episodes of NWA Power. So. We actually got the first hour and 15 minutes of By Any Means Necessary this week. And, uh, well, last week. And uh, overall, I enjoyed it. I know you watched it, Matt. What'd you think? We got a debut, OGK in the NWA. It was awesome. It was a it was an awesome show for the NWA. I think, I think my favorite spot was Thunder Kitty actually took um, Smiley Kylie's place in the tag match. And the fucking most hilarious thing was when she had, I think it was uh, Marty Bell backed into the corner and uh, her partner 
to Tootie Lynn just kind of backs off. And Thunder Kitty just punches her in the stomach and tells her to pay attention. I fucking rolled on the floor, dude. I couldn't stop laughing. You know what the fucking most depressing thing about the show was? Take a guess. Take a wild guess. The thing I hated the most about this, this show. I'm going to guess it was Velvet Sky's commentary. I actually didn't mind Austin Idol, but Velvet Sky, yo, she's got to go, dude. This was bad. This was real bad. And I get it. Tim Storm was wrestling. He's probably going to see his match next week, whatever, or this week. But, yo, it's rough, dude. Like, she doesn't let anything sit. She's always like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, you think so. Don't touch me. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? It takes away from the show, dude. I know you're laughing. Like, I know you're backing away because you're laughing so hard. But still, it was so fucking annoying. I think it Uh-oh. takes away from the show because you don't like her. Yeah, it kind of right? does. So you don't you don't like her to begin with. So you are you're watching, but then you're li- you you're like kind of looking for her to annoy you. No, dude, it's not that. It's not that. I don't I don't go in there going, oh, how's she gonna fuck this up? I really don't. But she just can't help herself, dude. I mean, what did you think? What did you you listened right? What did you? I'll think? tell you what. I did not mind her. <laughs> I did not like Austin Idol up until the main event. He served his purpose for the main event for Scion versus Mims. He was excellent because that's why he was there. The rest of the fucking show, he drove me nuts. Yeah, but there were also, and you do make a good point, but there were also a lot of times where he was trying to do his job during the main event and Velvet was just shitting all over him no matter what he said. Because like, they have that weird, like, that's the storyline that they don't get along. Like, she was like, sorry, my voice is hoarse at the beginning of the, the, the episode. We got an argument backstage about some trivial bullshit. I forget what dumb pop culture reference she made. Doesn't matter. Unimportant. The bottom line was, uh, though. About, it was about uh, store-bought store, uh, store Rice Krispie Treats versus homemade ones. And this is why she lost her voice. That's why she said she had a hoarse voice. Oh, boy. I, don't, I mean, I wouldn't know why it was any other reason. Um, what? Dude, the Jack's Dane opening with Kyle Davis was fucking awesome. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, they know how to sell it. By the way, I also did some research. Tried and True is actually Crimson's promotion, which is why oh, okay. this, this uh, show was in conjunction with Tried and True Pro Wrestling, which completely makes sense. Nice. I thought the Pope and Colby Colby Carino is fucking fantastic. He can't. He is. I just don't understand why he brought the uh, what do they call them? Fixers. The, the, the I don't know why he brought the fixers out. He still wound up fucking losing. Wrecking Ball Ligurski and Jay Bradley, former <laughs> guest of the Shining Wizards. Holy shit! I didn't put two and two together until you just said that. Wait, Wrecking Ball was on this show? Yeah. Interesting. Wrecking Ball, Ligurski, and Jay Bradley are a tag team known as the Fixers now in the NWA. Was this their first appearance, or had they been there? This was their first appearance in the NWA. Now, I don't know if they're working in that tried and true uh, promotion, but this well, is the first. Well, I know Wrecking Ball is in a tag team with somebody else that works up and down the East Coast, but he also wrestles as a single for a lot of independents as well. So that's right. pretty doesn't dope. He team with, uh, I think he teams with Moff, doesn't he? Or he's teaming with Moff at a Northeast show coming up? I think he's in a match 
against no no you think you're right but he does team with somebody else before, before that i thought I, I literally just saw it today well they uh so yeah to tony's point colby loses because the ill-begotten captain yuma and russ freeman come out to back the pope and then we get an impromptu match the fixers defeat the ill-begotten uh as kind of a squash and then the fixers grabbed the mic and said they were in the NWA to take payment from the highest bidder. They're going to take on anyone in their way. Here yeah, comes OGK, baby. Oh, man, that's huge. Matt Taven and Mike Bennett. It is Moff and uh, Ligurski Le- Le- against Bear Country. All right, see, there you go. So uh, awesome debut by OGK. They beat the fixers, and uh, I think this is a great move by the NWA bringing in uh, this tag team of Bennett and Matt Taven. Absolutely, hundred percent, and it's uh, yeah, because I mean, even even if you don't follow Ring of Honor, uh, Mike Bennett also had a great match against Nick Aldis when they were working uh, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, uh, when the NWA was kind of working with them, you know, with with all the COVID restrictions. Um, so Mike Bennett is not really a stranger to work in NWA. Also, recently, uh, lost in the uh, finals of the United Wrestling uh, tournament. Uh, to Chris Dickinson, who was crowned your first United Wrestling champion. So uh, no stranger to the NWA, but now he's bringing Matt Taven in with him. And yeah, thumbs up all around. This was yeah. awesome. I, it was just weird. It was like I was waiting for another team to come out. And it was like, now nah, okay, we're done. We're moving on to the winners. I was like, all right. It was strange to open it like back to back, I, back to back, you know? And I think Matt Taven and, and Mike Bennett fit in with NWA. Like I, I didn't see it. But I, I feel like they fit in like a glove there. And I don't know if I have to think I my mic might have been muted. Um with the Damoff Ligurski versus uh Bear Country. Did you guys pick that up or no? We yeah. did. Okay, so I don't know why my mic said it was muted. It wasn't. Anyway, yeah. So Matt, I, Matt and Tony, I love I think I think OGK could fit in anywhere as a tag team, and I think they're gonna fit right in with NWA. Works for me. It was awesome. And yeah, I think that was the NWA. We had the women's match. Oh, ton- that was uh, not the NWA. The only, you know what I didn't like, Tony? What what didn't you like? This Judas Salvinaro thing, where like, I get the <laughs> I get the story. Like Salvinaro challenges him for a shot, and if he wins, he gets a shot at the NWA National Championship. But if he loses, he can't challenge for the NWA National Title for eighteen months. Six, six, six. Add them all together. That's eighteen months. Um, I don't know if I missed something. Was Sal Renaro in line for the NWA national championship? Yeah. Didn't they have the battle Royal to decide the number one contender that Judas won at the last pay-per-view? Okay. So it was, so Judas was putting his shot on the line. Yes. Okay. Because the story they were telling, and maybe I missed it, made it seem like Sal Renaro was in line to get a title shot. And if he lost this, he wasn't going to get a title shot for 18 months. Yeah, I think, yeah, it, it kind of plays the same way, though. Because I know that um, James Storm was kind of battling over, over uh, not necessarily the shot, too, but I know that they were battling over the past couple of weeks. So, I, yeah, it was weird that James Storm wasn't involved, that they went with Sal. But the other thing I don't understand is, like, Sal's, Sal's a huge baby face. People love Sal Renaro. Why is he with Danny Deals? Like, I don't get that. Like, I just don't understand, like... The connection between the two. I don't, I don't know. Either. I think maybe I missed something, but I don't think I did. I think they just I wound up together at some point, and that, that's the way it's been. 
still make no sense to me. Uh, the Hex, Marty Bell and Allison Kane, a K, as you alluded to before, Tony, successful against Tootie Lynn and Thunder Kitty to retain the NWA Women's Tag Team Championships. Uh, and then we had our main event, the Scion uh, Mims match, which I thought was fucking awesome. They told a great story, and uh, I thought Austin Idol, as much as I hate him, did a fantastic job on commentary. Uh, I, I really just love the show. What did you think, Tony? I I loved it as well. Main event was killer. I'm honestly looking forward to Scion beating Tyrus for the TV championship. I think it's going to happen. Well, Tony, I got a little news for you, buddy. Uh-oh. You will get an opportunity to tell Scion that yourself on November 22nd at the Shining Wizards 10-year anniversary show. Scion will be what? joining um, Nice. And, uh, and I let uh, I let Kevin guess uh, another guest that I booked for the uh, the 10-year anniversary show last night. Um, Charlie Haas will also be joining us. What? Popped me good, baby. Wait, 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 wait. Time out. Let's reel this back. I thought we weren't doing guests for the 10th anniversary show. What happened? We weren't doing, we weren't, but then things just kind of fell into place. So, uh, Scion had put something out on Twitter and I had said, Hey, we'd love to get you on the podcast sometime. And he instantly DM'd me and was like, Absolutely. And I was like, This will be a great 10 year, 10 year guest. And then Charlie Haas followed us on Twitter and I was like, Fucking A, man. Charlie Haas would be a great 10 year guest as well. So now we have two 10 year guests. That's a, that's a, that's a Seton Hall University alumni right there, Charlie Haas, even though I didn't go there. But, uh, the Haas brothers were at the famous show where Matt pulled the fire alarm. I pulled no such fire alarm. Well, we could talk to Charlie when he comes on the show, see what his recollection of that night is. Ooh, that's a great point. Uh, Taylor Russ should be joining us shortly. Tony, um, I don't know if you're aware of this. Taylor Russ, though, um, and maybe this was not uh, on your radar. He was one of he was the UWN Tag Team Champion. Uh, back at the beginning of 2020, he was part of the Soul Burners. Who was his partner? Uh, Tomaste. Did they lose to the Bariquas? They lost to Adrian Quest and Andy Brown. Because hmm. I know the Bariquas were champs at one point, but there was another team that was champs as well. Oh, God. Wow, my championship wrestling from Hollywood is so sketchy. I'm uh, sorry, I thought that would have been right in your wheelhouse, buddy. No, it is. It's just that it, that, it feels like it was so long ago. Was it like Dickinson and somebody? No, there was there was there was one tag team. I don't remember if they were like uh well there there was the, the Bodega Boys, which was uh Danny Limelight and uh Papa Escobar, Papa Esco, Esco, Escobar, one of them. The big guy, he kind of looks like Moff. Uh, and then, the, oh wow, no, it's not ringing a bell, dude. All right, all right. Sorry, no Oh, don't be sorry. Don't be sorry. It's okay. It's okay, I'm big crying. guy. How you doing? How How are you guys doing this week? We didn't even get to catch up because we had uh, Christian was right in the queue before we started this this wonderful show. <laughs> I was looking forward to coming home from work early today, and then, wham, bam. Hey, can you do this for me before you leave tonight? Hmm. All right, I guess whatever. Yeah. 
that's your story. I'm sticking to it. All right. Dang. Got a, I got a bridge to sell you, T-Donk. Um, only if that bridge takes me to the drunken bar fight game, which was fucking awesome that my kid and I decided to splurge on. And, splurge? Uh, how much How much money could a drunken bar fight game cost? Dude, it was 17 bucks. It seemed like a little expensive to me, but the kid really wanted to play it. So I was like, Wait, hey. how is that expensive for a video game? Dude, if you see the game the way it looks... <laughs> You would have been like ten bucks. Tops. Aren't video games like sixty bucks, seventy bucks? Nah, this is this is like one of those like wait, buy we... it online. Oh, okay, all right. You know, it's it's like one of those digital download kind of things. This this was nothing that got some sort of major release where you could find it at like GameStop or anything. That's what I thought you were talking about. No, 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 no. Hmm. You guys not. ready for our guest? Bring him on in. All right, Mr. Taylor Rust. How are you this yeah, evening? Okay. Good. Thanks hey, for joining. Norman, how are you? Good. How are you? Uh, I'm not so bad. I'm just watching the LA Kings game right now. So we'll see Ooh. how this one goes. The LA Kings? Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, brother. They're playing at 8 o'clock? Who are they playing? Well, I mean, West Coast times. You know what I mean? So. Sacramento oh, playing the Maple Leafs, LA Kings? Actually. Los Angeles Kings hockey. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. Let's go. Let's talk some hockey, baby. <laughs> yeah, man. So are, are you a, you're a Kings fan? Yeah. Big LA Kings fan. All right. I mean, generally, you know, like LA Rams, Kings, you know, Oof. I'm always partial with both the Dodgers and the Angels in baseball. Cause my grandfather was a big Angels fan. So kind of goes both ways, but yeah. So, T- tough night for you, uh, for the Rams, for sure. But uh, uh, um, yeah, hard game. Kings, last night. I haven't. Yeah, yeah, I have an eternal hatred for the Kings because they defeated my New Jersey Devils in the Stanley Cup Finals oh. in 2012. So forever will hate the Kings. But I'm very happy to have you on here, Matt. I'll get let you give him a proper introduction <laughs> here, buddy. No, no. Look, if you go, I mean, hockey's your wheelhouse, Kevin. I'm not. I don't want to steal your shine here. It's all good. Over there, okay. Have a good time. That was a good. That was a good 2012 playoff series. I mean, you know, the right team won. Yeah, and didn't you guys? Didn't you guys do? Didn't you guys go back to back? Didn't you beat the Rangers the next year? No, we uh, lost in the Western Conference Finals the next year after that. And then it was the year after that it went ahead and beat the Rangers. I could have sworn. Yeah, 2013, they lost to it was the uh, Chicago Blackhawks. That's right. Oh, oh boy. Uh, So, so what are your thoughts on the season so far for the for the Kings? We'll see how it's going. You know, started off great. Cope looks really well. Other than that, we'll see how it's going. I mean. Anaheim just rattled off like four in a row, I feel like. Yeah. I want to talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) No, no one does. No one does. All right. Well, we're on the line with Taylor Rust. Uh, Taylor, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule. We won't take you uh, too far away from the Kings tonight. Um, You have had a pretty tolupuous 18 months. You were a pandemic hit. You were part of the Ring of Honor Pure Tournament. You were signed to NXT. You were working New Japan shows, the secret tapings, uh, the, un- the unexpected release. You're back in Ring of Honor. Uh, Ring of Honor is 
future is questionable. How are you handling all of this, uh, you know, this, this crazy time that we're living in right now? Uh, it's very, very unique how it's all kind of unfolding, you know, uh, culmination of a lot of years of hard work, I would say on my part, man, you know, finally getting those big payoffs that you've been kind of working towards and, uh, we're all dealt different hands in life and this is the hands that we got dealt this time. And I was given, you know, ROH is a great company. And if this is the end of them, this is the oh. end. I mean, maybe it's not, and hopefully it's not, hopefully they keep going. Uh, final battle, I think is going to do really well. And I'm looking forward to being a part of that show. And, you know, we'll take it all one step at a time from there. But I mean, as far as the past, like two years of my career, it's been an absolute game changer the entire step of the way. You know, I had a lot going on in my personal life and it kind of caused me to take a quick second look at my wrestling career and really put myself in the focus of, okay, you're either going to push forward and, achieve this big goal you have of getting signed at WWE, of being this international talent, of being a sought after person in the independent and the professional wrestling scene, or you're going to call it a day. And, you know, I lit that fire in my ass, man. It pushed me just a little bit more than I already was. And that's all you needed. And, you know, it's been a really amazing past two years, honestly, I would say. Yeah. And it seems for those not familiar with, with your, your pedigree, I mean, you were not, you're not a flash in the pan. You've been around for quite a bit of time uh, and you've earned the right to, to get that call. Um, but man, you came right on the scene for the ring of honor pure tournament. They cut those awesome vignettes. And I was like, Holy shit, man, this guy looks like a million bucks. And then to see you wrestle Tracy Williams in the first round, uh, I think it's serendipitous that you now get that, uh, rematch this weekend at Honor for All, that first round uh, rematch against uh, Tracy Williams. How much does it mean to you? Because you, you you came back to Ring of Honor in September, you beat uh, Jake Atlas, and now you're getting this chance to wrestle um, Tracy at this Honor for All show. Yeah, that's a, that's a match I really wanted to have, coming back yeah. into the Ring of Honor, telling them to ask me a few things like, who would you like to wrestle while you're here? Whatever we're doing, you know, however long we're going. And I mentioned the Tracy Williams right off the bat because we had an amazing match in the pure tournament. And I wanted to revisit that right away because, you know, when we sometimes you'll meet people in the wrestling scene that, you know, you have great chemistry with. And other times you'll meet people you're great friends with and you have terrible chemistry with in the ring. Tracy and I had never once met or really talked at all, like, about till like an hour before the match. And I'll tell you, honestly, like we just clicked naturally. We had this great chemistry together and I loved working with him. And I was really, really excited to be back there. And he's one of the guys I wanted to roll that match back. You know, I want to go ahead and give that another shot. I want to really try and push each other some more. So, uh, so the matchup for all is going to be really, uh, that one's going to be special for me at least. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Ring of Honor, definitely my favorite hour TV, definitely my favorite promotion. I'll actually be heading down to Baltimore for final battle. Um, so the, the Ring of Honor Pure Tournament comes along, and then you end up also working the New Japan Strong uh, secret shows. How did that come about? So the New Japan Strong actually came before uh, the Pure Tournament stuff. We started filming them. I get back to the United States. I was doing a European tour actually uh, when the pandemic hit originally. So I was actually like in Germany when everything started shutting down. 
So uh, I was up there at WXW. And when I ended up coming back to the States, you know, and there's no wrestling going on, I remember kind of having this like very somber feeling like, man, like this was the moment I needed. I felt like everything was finally clicking. And it was just a matter of time before I got signed to one of the big places. And then everything just kind of stopped. And, you know, I'm at the age where I can't really let this momentum stop for me. Otherwise, I'm kind of going to be washed out of it, I think. And then I got, you know, uh, contacted by Rocky Romero there from New Japan. And he asked me, hey, are you available and interested? We're going to try and do some, uh, you know, tapings here from New Japan for wrestling but in the United States because we can't do anything overseas. And that was basically doing the New Japan Strong stuff is actually what led me to doing the ROH stuff. So, you know, everything's a little step up the ladder, one to the next. It's always, it always uh, connects with each other. So those were really cool things to be able just to kind of keep momentum going because there wasn't a whole lot happening during the pandemic. And when we started doing the New Japan Strong tapings, I remember thinking like, oh, with, if there's not much happening in the wrestling scene at all, this is going to get a lot of eyes. And after I got signed and left uh, New Japan Strong and I went to WWE, I remember seeing their tapings still continuously coming out. And they were just getting more and more oppressed and they were just getting better and better. And now they're, we're doing touring shows with them. So it's amazing to see the very quick growth that New Japan Strong has become out here in the United States. What's, what's the signing process like with WWE during a pandemic? Because I believe we had Alex Zane on not too long ago. And the process kind of just kept like hurdle after hurdle uh, delaying itself. Was that something that came across? quickly were you was this pre-pandemic where where were you and what was that process like for you uh right before i actually left the country for like three months i had done my official like kind of like a tryout week with them where i basically went out to the pc in florida and i just spent a week there working out with you know, at their facility and just you know did like a match with like me and djz we did a match you know there and after that, they'd ask me, oh, where are you going to next? And I let them know I'm going to go you know, tour around Europe for like a few months. I'll be back. And they had told me when I get back to the States to let them know that I was returned and that we'll be in touch. And so I took that as a very good sign, you know, and hey, well, maybe they're still interested. And then when the pandemic kind of hit again, I thought this might be shooting myself in the foot by doing all by 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 the pandemic, you know, might not have uh, this spot anymore with the company. Maybe, you know, maybe it's not a good timing for them. But they ended up giving me an email about, I want to say, three months or so. It was about June. I had gotten contacted by them asking if I was uh, doing well and if I was back in the States and if I was interested in a job. And, you know, of course, you know, I, I also uh, worked a full-time job at an animal shelter in addition to doing professional wrestling always. So when you're at your animal shelter job, getting an email from them, you know, hey, this is the one you've been working for this whole time. Here it is. Yeah, that was a pretty surreal feeling. So you get you get signed to NXT, to, to NXT WWE, and they put you in Diamond Mine, which was home run, man. You, Roddy, like you were the perfect fit. Um, uh, how was the experience like to be down there? I mean, obviously, we've all seen pictures of the PC. It is... It is beautiful. It is a wrestler's dream. Um, were you taken aback by it? Were you intimidated by the PC? Not just not the WWE itself, just the PC, like walking in there. Because, 
you know, you 20, 20 years, about eight, 16 years in the business, give or take, you know, I'm sure you spent a lot of time in some pretty dingy, shitty wrestling uh, schools and whatnot to walk into the PC. It must've been unbelievable. That's, that's an incredible place to go there and train. I remember talking with Jerry Gulak before about it, just looking around it. Like, can you believe like this, this place in general, just like this exists now in the wrestling world. Like, can you imagine being a completely untrained talent and coming here and this is your, where you're going to learn from some of the best coaches in the world, the best training facility you'll have in pro wrestling in the world. Like the, the utilizations that they have, there are just endless realistically. Um, but I would definitely say I was never intimidated by it. I mean, if there's one thing I'm confident about, it's what I do in the ring. You know, I'm not, I'm, I've been wrestling here for about 17 years now. If I'm not confident what I'm doing in the ring and when I'm being tested by it, like I shouldn't be doing this anymore. So, you know, I, I have all the coaches you want, have anybody you want overview my matches. I love it. I want the pressure. I want the, uh, I want the center stage when it comes to being in the ring. I want that. You know what I mean? You spend enough times doing like really, really good matches in front of like 15 people. And we're always thinking to myself like back in those days, like, like, does this really mean something? Like you go out there and you deliver these great matches with somebody, but who's watching it? The 50 people up here in the Salem, Oregon, like, does it really count? Every so, opportunity like that in front of, you know, their guys, like those are the opportunities you work for. So you, you mentioned like untrained talents going there. Like you're not intimidated. You're seasoned. What are your thoughts about, I guess maybe WWE and the PC in general about taking untrained talents, signing them, and then have them go to wrestling school. Like what, what, like how does that make I mean, that's like, their style. Yeah. <laughs> that's their style. It's the way they've always kind of done things. And they're, they're always looking for like those next, uh, those like needle in the haystack kind of talents, I think. You know what I mean? But we all know that for every Brock Lesnar, you're going to have like an Alex Riley. It's, you know, it's, it is what it is. But at the same time, these are incredible athletes they're signing. They're not, they're not nobody talents. These our guys are incredibly athletic. The uh, Casper brothers that they have there in the diamond mine right now, those guys are endless potential. They can do so much and they have so much they can offer them. So, I mean, professional wrestlers do pro wrestling best. And that's always going to be the name of it, I think. I'm just going to always be a defender of that. But I'm not going to say these guys that they're ringing in don't have incredible talent and have endless potential that if they worked just as hard in the ring for giving them a few years, like they can really be something, I think. But it takes that time. You know, it takes time to build that confidence in them. It takes time to get them to that point where they can be a leader, so to say, and not have to, you know, second guess themselves every step of the way in the ring and be handheld, so to say, throughout a match. If the uh, if the Kings keep scoring like this while you're on the, we're talking to you. We might, My brother, you I'm might like be, looking up at it. Yeah. You might have to keep us with you to keep this good luck going here. I know they're in the power play. <laughs> they're, they're in the power play and they're up two nothing right now, and it's only the first period. Um, it's only the first period. Yeah. Well, there's a, there's an expression in hockey, Matt, that the two goal lead is the most unsafe lead that there is, which. Which I don't, I don't particularly subscribe to because you'd rather be up two nothing than one nothing. It sounds kind of silly, but it's so true. When you get up too early, uh, all it takes is you know one shorthanded goal, one one power play goal, and then you have a whole lot of time left to play. It's a long game, right? Uh, yeah, 
it's 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 still it's still unchanged. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still watching them. Uh, they're still games. We'll see what happens. There's there's practically you know two and a half periods left. Come on. Yeah. I don't know, man. It sounds like Kevin's talking shit. I don't want to speak out. Of no, school, no, no, man. no, no, no. They're in Toronto. I hate Toronto more than the Kings. So it's fine. Um, what was what was the most how do I say this what was the most important thing you took from your time in NXT I learned a lot I would say from like Shawn Michaels like he was very hands on him and you know Triple H both very hands on and uh, Shawn Michaels took a bit of a liking to me when I was there like right away and as far as psychology from him, when it comes to uh, producing matches, helping out younger talent a lot, he was very, very helpful in me because he saw that in me is, hey, you're a veteran wrestler, so you know what you're doing. A lot of guys here, they need the help, but this is part of the process is you have to be that, if you're going to be a veteran, you, you have to help them shine as well. And so he was very, very helpful in, you know, giving me like his little techniques that he would do to kind of help lead people along the way he does it in the match. And also just little things that he thinks stands out that they're the littlest techniques that he'll do, but they make a miles difference in someone in their performance in the ring. You know, he has a lot of really, really good uh, psychology inputs and learning from him was a very surreal thing. I, I want to dial back to something that you mentioned earlier um, about how like you can work with someone that you've never worked with and have a great match and have one of your best friends be in the ring with you guys and you just have absolutely terrible chemistry. What's the conversation like about that between you and like your buddy? Like, is that just like, man, like, why can't we just do this? Like, like what is it? Like we have chemistry everywhere else. Why doesn't it work in the ring? You know, it's, it's something that's almost like uh, ineffable. You know, it just it can't be explained. It's just sometimes you are just very, very good friends with somebody. You both get along so well in real life. But when it comes to putting a match together, uh, you just, when you touch, it just doesn't match up the right way. You both have different, you know, uh, mindsets for professional wrestling, I guess you would say. So the reason I think me and Tracy Williams match up so well is because even though we've never had a conversation before we really touched in the ring, uh, we wrestle pretty, very, pretty much similarly. Like we wrestle the exact same way. We have a very similar mind, uh, mindset and thought process when it comes to putting matches together and to performing in the ring. You know, we take ourselves very seriously. What we do in the ring, we're very, very similar with other people that I'll be good friends with them, but we see professional wrestling as two totally different aspects, and then that causes us to kind of have that drift once we tie up in the ring. So, it's give and take sometimes like that. Makes sense. So your uh, your time with NXT comes to an unexpected uh, end, unfortunate. Well, unfortunately for you, um, were you? I mean, the whole process. You know, we just saw it happen again this week. Um, you know, did did you reach out to any of any of any of those folks and just? You know, give them some words of positive words of encouragement. And, and did anyone reach out to you oh, when, when that happened to you? That was one of the main things. Like before I had gotten released, uh, I remember uh, they'd done a few ways of, of, you know, the cuts. And for every person that gets cut, that like, you know, while you know somebody, it's uh, to me, I always look at like, 
these are people I actually have conversations with. I, you know, uh, would talk to you outside the business or outside, you know, uh, training and, you know, you feel for them as well. So I would reach out to the guys that I was, you know, closer to, I guess you'd say, um, I, I think the first one who really kind of hit me was like, a Anthony green and Kurt stallion and, uh, Jake Clemens, they all kind of got released and I had gotten signed at the exact same time as them. And that was, you know, really big bummer feeling as far as like, uh, man, we just got here and they just got you guys. Like, that's awful. And they were all doing very, very well, I felt, like, with their time there. They were shining in their own ways, all of them. So it kind of sucked really to see that. And then, obviously, when my time came, I was making a joke, you know, before people like, hey, we're just waiting for our, our number to get pulled. You know, until then, we're just going to enjoy our time. You know, make the most of it over here. Um but when I did, you know, my number got pulled and the day came, uh, it was a flood of like, you know, just well wishes, condolences and people. Uh, but the ones that mattered the most were the ones that I spent time with, you know, inside the PC, inside their WE. Because it's almost like, you know, uh, you're in the trenches together. You know what I mean? You're experiencing this very sometimes stressful, sometimes chaotic and hectic, you know, very hard laboring uh, lifestyle together. And it's a very strong camaraderie within there, I think. And the guys that kind of reached out afterwards and gave me those, hey, man, like, I'm going to miss you. I'm sorry about that, brother. Please keep in touch. That really meant a lot when you when that time kind of came. And, and you know it's not like, you know it's not Shawn Michaels releasing you. You know it's not Triple H releasing you. So, like, you have to have, like. Right. Yeah. So you have that relationship with them. They're still there for you. So when it comes from super up above you gotta i guess i guess the silver lining is that these people still believe in me and will always believe in me yeah i actually had gotten uh contacted by sean the very next day um and we just talked briefly and basically he just said you know my number never changes please contact me if you ever need anything you know and i'm just waiting you know i'm very upset about this and i hope it's not the end of us working together you know and that's something that means a lot coming from someone like him to a know that like you're not an immediate afterthought and that the relationship that me and him were kind of building wasn't just superficial, that it was real to that extent that, oh, this person is caring about me genuinely, not just, you know, from nine to five. That's that's kind of nice to know. That's, you know, to come from arguably one of the greatest professional wrestlers ever. Uh, that's That's unbelievable. At the end of the day, you know, you can at least hang your hat on that. Um, why was Ring yeah. of Honor the uh, the right place for you to land right after of your your release? Uh, right before I had gone to WWE, you know, I did the peer tournament, and that was literally right. Uh, I signed my contract for WWE while in the hotel room for ROH there with the peer tournament stuff. And uh, after my match in the weekend there, I had talked briefly with the office there. And they basically just, uh, they asked me what my status was within the industry and like where I was you know, going. And they said that we had heard a rumor that you had been signed by WWE. And I was like, oh yeah, I, I, the rumor would be true then. I did just literally sign it like last night when I was talking with them. And so they had said, hey, we understand, but if anything at all happens, please reach out to us. Know that we are very interested in working with you. You know, we love your work. And that was a great feeling to know that it wasn't like an immediate, okay, well, never mind. 
and they weren't mad about it. You know, the fact that they were bringing me to the pure tournament, they, you know, me and they gave me and Tracy a lot of time and they looked well and they were spending this money on me and I was immediately gone. They could have easily just said, oh, well, no, if you're not sticking around, you're not one of our guys. We have no leniency or loyalty to you. You know, we have plenty of other guys who want to work here. But, you know, they were still very, very, you know, understanding about it. And when I got released, they were the first people I hit up. And they, it was an immediate, hey, we understand, we saw, and we'd love to have you back. Please, you know, if you can do the next pay-per-view, we'll put you on right away. And that was a great thing to know. Yeah, and it was a great surprise because they had touted that they were going to have two recently released people, and it ended up you being being you and Jake Atlas. And you are like the perfect fit for the for what Ring of Honor has been doing with this pure tournament and, and the storylines they're telling it. Like so long, that's why. <laughs> Uh, All the old ROH days, like Paul London, his original ROH run, that was like my first real introduction to what independent wrestling was. Brian Danielson's entire ROH world title run inspired my career so much. Like, yeah, that's ROH has been like my biggest inspiration for, you know, being a wrestler in this world. Yeah. And it, if anyone's ever seen a Taylor Russ match, I mean, it shows, man. And, it's such a kick in the like as a fan, a Ring of Honor fan. Like the news that came out a couple weeks ago breaks my heart, and very optimistic because I don't think they're going away. Uh, but man, like I don't know, man. Some of the stories they're telling, like with the foundation and the recruit, they kind of recruit re- recruited Josh okay. Woods, and like I feel like Taylor Russ would be a great addition to the foundation. You guys had that great eight-man tag match a couple weeks ago on TV. You got to work the tag match with Alex Zane against the Briscoes. Like they're doing great shit with you. Um, you know how how do you how do you take that news when when this they put this weird press release out and then you know next thing you know everybody's kind of is it just like one day at a time, one step at a time? We'll see what happens because you know you have the new Japan yeah, relationship. Yeah, and you have the New Japan relationship, and I, and I'm gonna ask that too. Like, is that has that door closed, or is there still a chance that you know New Japan's still running these strong shows in the states? Will we be seeing Taylor Rust in the New Japan ring? Uh, I would say watch New Japan strong. You know, uh, good chance that we see me on there soon. You know, we'll just leave it at that. I know and, you're part uh, of team. I know you're part of Team <laughs> Filthy. What, I don't think ever... I am anymore. I think I'm gone. Oh, no. I think he like replaced me with like somebody else. I think Royce Isaac you... took my spot. I don't know. Did you? Did, were you like, bro? What's up with these Daisy Dukes? <laughs> I mean, I know Is he's a legit badass cool killer. <laughs> <laughs> he swings that giant hammer around. I'm not going to say anything to him, man. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair. I guess when you're a badass like Tom Waller, you can wear uh, Daisy Dukes. Yeah, he can pull it off. <laughs> not many people can uh what's the future hold for taylor russ now uh you know championship wrestling from hollywood on the table uh uwn prime time i know you did the pay-per-view a couple a uh, couple weeks ago uh you know before i would have told you i'm working with roh and continuously and that's probably where i'm going to be staying for a while is roh uh, we had talked a good bit, and, you know, come January next year, I was going to be working with them a lot more. So uh, their future being very uncertain right now, I would tell you, puts my future to being very uncertain because I do hold myself to a higher standard as far as what I accept uh, 
to kind of let myself do. You know, you see a lot of people, I think, that uh, hang on to the wrestling industry much longer than they should. And it kind of puts themselves into a detriment in life. And I've been doing this stuff long enough and I've achieved, you know, everything I've been setting out to do. There's a few things I would obviously still like to do. And if I can still make money in the industry, then I'm here for it. But uh, I think that's kind of my final answer to it. It's just my future is going to be dependent on what kind of comes my way and what doors kind of stay open now with ROH kind of closing. We'll see. Are you uh, right, still so working with the – oh, sorry, Kev. No, no, it's all right. I, this is more of like a closing question, so go ahead with uh, more wrestling talk. I was going to ask if he was still working with the animals. <laughs> uh, I'm not at the animal shelter, no. I wrestle full-time and live off the industry. Uh, if the day came that I was going to go back to having that real-life job, then I would probably leave the industry, I think, in this call day on wrestling. All right. Who are your... All right, so you can't pick the Kings, all right? So who are your, your predictions for the Stanley Cup finals? One team out oh, of the man. East, obviously, and obviously one team out of the West. Putting you on the spot, man. Because I got mine. Like right now, like October, it's November. It's November. Yeah, in November. Uh, I do it, man. They make these picks in August sometimes. Man, I don't know. It's kind of hard right now. Like, is everyone so up and down? I think Connor McDavid was doing pretty good recently, I think. Yep. I think yeah, he was. Let's go with, you know, he might be the. I mean, you're you're Wayne Gretzky uh, excluded. He might be the greatest hockey player I've ever seen, Connor McDavid. You always hear that, but like, I'm still waiting to see. Uh, to, to waiting to see see their team play take off, man. All right. So what if I what if I, I throw know. mine at uh, you and you let me know what you say and what what you think? All right. All right. So I'm always a Carolina guy. For some reason, Carolina always out of the East always seems to have a really deep team and really good defensively. Um, I like Carolina, but this year I think I'm going Florida, the Panthers out of the East, and I think I'm going out okay. of the West. I think I'm going. I think I'm going Calgary. Yeah, and the Flames to go. Yeah, you know, out of the I West, like a bold prediction. Bold prediction out of the West. I'm going to say the Seattle Kraken goes all the way. Ooh. <laughs> Only because I. It's the most ridiculous team name I've ever heard for a professional team, and I want to see them dominate the world because of it. There you go. <laughs> we'll go Seattle Kraken versus uh, well, we'll go with the uh, Washington Capitals. We'll have those return. See if we can get right. Ovi another. Heard here first. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna at you at, uh, in uh, in May or in April. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll both be wrong. <laughs> yeah. The Seattle Kraken sounds terrible, and they're probably they're not going to make it very far. <laughs> well, Mr. Rust, it's been an absolute pleasure. At underscore Taylor Rust on Twitter and Instagram. We appreciate you taking time out of your busy night. Taking time off of the Kings, although 2 nothing at, at the end of the first period. We'll be rooting for you the rest of the night. Before we let you go, anything you want to leave right. for your fans? Uh, thanks for following me on this journey, and uh, for however long it goes, you know, just – We'll see, but thank you for everything I've gotten so far, and thanks for being with me this much. Mr. Ross, it's been an absolute pleasure. Enjoy the rest of your night. We appreciate you joining us this evening. Bye, guys. Thanks, Taylor. Good night, sir. Taylor Rust, everyone. Be sure to follow him at underscore Taylor Rust on Twitter, Instagram. Tony Baloney, how you doing over there? 
I'm okay. Shining Wizards, Kevin, how you feeling? Ah, living large, baby. In charge. All day, every day. I'll tell you, someone over here, uh, Polar Knight said, Sweet Jesus, it's like the perfect evolution of the beards. Yeah, I saw that. And Tony doesn't have... Oh, all right, so Tony's like the, the baby. Right. And then it goes... Then it would have gone to Taylor. Maybe. Then you, then me, or then me, then you. I have no idea. I can't tell what I can't tell how they're watching this. Which side? I guess it's a reverse side. I don't know. I think you have a bigger beard than me right now. Uh, maybe I just got a haircut. So yeah, Rianne and I uh, mentioned that your uh, wife ski. But I didn't fuck with my beard. Yeah, you had a nice beard going. You got a nice little shape up there, bud. Yeah, but I got the uh, that like weird. It's all white in the middle here. Oh, it doesn't mean doesn't mean it's not shaped up, right? Yeah, no, bro. You got that Mark Henry uh, McFoley gimmick going on there. That's right. Two weeks away from forty, baby. Oh boy. Wait, we got to celebrate your birthday again? Who? Us. Who? 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 Do you? No, you don't have to do anything. Uh, do we want to run a commercial break? Yes, please. If you guys have to piss, I could do the uh, the thing that I usually do. All right, you got the new guy for the thing where you're going to do? Fuck yeah, I got the new guy. Yeah, I'm going to take yeah. a leak and I'm going to grab a drink, and then we're going to talk WWE releases. We're going to talk MLW, AEW. We're going to talk a bunch of shit and then pull this train to the station. So, uh, yeah, Tony, do your thing. Good times. Is Kevin leaving too? Because I kind of want to be alone. All right, I'll leave you. I'll leave you. All right. <laughs> All right. Get out of here. Right, let's get out of here. How do I do this? Yeah, it's all right. Go, yeah, go take a stop. go take a leak, and you can stop talking too. Uh, no, let's figure this out here. What do we got here? What's going on? Here? <laughs> <laughs> have, let's, uh, mute. I'm gonna let, dude. I'm gonna let this keep going. This mute mic here. Let's see. Mute mic. Uh, let's. Uh, what's this? Uh, what is this? Uh, window. Window. Windows ninety nine. What is this? Windows ninety eight. We got here. All right. <laughs> Bye, Tony. Bye. <laughs> Wow, for those playing along at home in podcast form, that was hilarious. Kevin had uh, left on the video, but was still talking, trying to figure out how to shut the mic. Fan-fucking-tastic. Just like both of our guests tonight, Mr. Taylor Rust, Mr. Christian Rocco. I was tempted to ask him if that was a Jerky Boys reference for his name. It's probably something silly like that says, like, shoot last name or some shit or some play on that. But all I kept thinking was, ah, Dr. Mr. Louis Rocco. Ah. Anyway. That's uh, that's my love for the Jerky Boys. And my love, of course, for all the shows that are part of the Shining Wizards Network. We're talking Cal and Mike, the Midnight Jury. We're talking Anthony Russinello, Kate the Great, Ryan Schlong, and, of course, Dipshit, who had to go take a piss on the Mark Order podcast. Justin and Vince over at Inclusive Breakdown. Phil and the handsomest motherfucker of all time, the big cop of pump, Jay Cop over at Turnbuckle Throwbacks. Snowy and his fucking ragtag bunch of misfits. On Wrestling Night in Canada, including Matt Copper and Ducky, Radioactive Metal, of course, with his boy Aaron. Of course, Ringside Rant. Those motherfuckers are making a name for themselves. Maybe it's going to be the Ringside Network. I don't know. I'm just saying I'm happy that these guys are part of it. Of course, not part of the network, but our brothers from down under, the broadcast, and they spell it with a K. Make sure you check those guys out, too. Anyway, that's house cleaning for the Shining Wizards Network. Now it's time to talk Patreon! Don't forget, folks, 
For as little as $1 a month, you can continuously support and feed Matt's fat face and get Kevin rubbers because he's banging bitches two at a time. That's right. I'm married. I don't give a shit. But our Patreon producers, we love you guys all the same. As Like I said, as little as $1 helps keep the gravy train rolling. We got more than that. For 3 bucks, you got access to our archive with all the bonus shows that your ass can handle. Can your ass handle it? I don't know. Join us for $3 a month and find out. Five bucks a month, we will plug your shit. Ten bucks a month, twenty bucks a month. We got boxes of wizardry. You support us for three consecutive months. Matt takes a whole bunch of wrestling shit, throws it in a box, ships it to your house, smiles on everybody's faces. We are going to take time. I'm going to take time personally tonight to thank those who continue to support us. Our Patreon producer roll call. We got Kathy Hummer, the queen of the Shining Wizards. We got Manny Kratzo, the king of the Shining Wizards. I don't like you picking on me either, Kratzo. I'm calling your ass out, putting them fucking posts about Tony, Tony, Tony. How dare you not only insult the greatest person on the Shining Wizards, but to insult a great band as Tony, Tony, Tony. Shame on you, sir. Anthony and Danny Russinello, the AOP of the SWP. God, that never gets old. Sean Toe, Sean Coelho, Kate Hensler, Holy fuck, she's everywhere. But you can get her at On Deck IC if you need somebody to promote your shit, ondeckic.com. But if you have not heard enough wrestling talk listening to us, Kate is on the fucking Mark Order. Kate's on Fight Club. Kate's every fucking where you can imagine. I think our fucking boy over there at fucking, um, uh, fuck, I can't even think of the name of it. Hossaman. Uh, Hossaman <laughs> makes... <laughs> Makes music. Anyway, no. Front row material. Thanks. I couldn't even fucking think of it. Mike Freeland's trying to steal her services. Kate, we love you, but Jesus Christ, you're all over the place. Let's fucking chop it up a little bit. Uh, Matt Garifo, no relation to the KJG. Maddie Mellinger, definitely no relation to KJG. Christine Friesendorf, Mark Parlini. Oh, happy birthday, Mark. Thanks, dude. Mr. Scotch drinks more himself. Kenny Hawsey. Like we mentioned before, the big cop of pump, Jay Cop, the handsomest motherfucker on the Shining Wizards Network. So much more handsome than Phil. Whoa, Thomas whoa, whoa. Cap- on the whole network? Yeah, I think so. You think Sorry. he's better looking than me? Fuck yeah, dude. Have you seen Jay? Have you have you looked into the man's eyes? Mm. It's mm. look, no mm. disrespect to the KJG. Mm. But I mean, you're uh, not in Copville, my friend. Sorry. Nah, you might be right. I'm getting old. <laughs> Thomas Cops, the Mott Spock, Mr. Michael Hammond, Matthew Birch, the True Prince of Pro, Brandon Berger in the fucking whatever, whatever, LeBron James shit, whatever, Mr. Brendan Haney, Mr. Ryan Schlong, newest Patreon producers, our friends over at the Daily Smart, dailysmart.com. You need your Daily Smart. Head on over snark, to the website. Right? Is it Snark or Smart? Is it Snark? I thought it was Smart. It's Smart, dude. It's wrestling, isn't it? Why would it be Snark? Mm-hmm. Don't know. <laughs> anyway, Kevin. Wait, is Matt back too? Am I missing Matt? No. What do you mean? Are you missing? I'm right here. I'm not looking at the screen, dude. I'm reading my fucking Patreon producer, so I don't yeah, see what's keep going doing on. You, man. All right. Kevin, Matt, his pal Antonio Horserman makes experimental music over at harvestmanrecords.bandcamp.com. He is the one, the only too sweet to be sour, and he'll fuck you for an hour. Mr. William Mercier Jr. Oh, boy. Lives, a whole lot of lives for an hour are gonna be in William Mercier's hands. Mm. 60 minute man, you know what I mean? I know what you mean, Kevin. If you're out there in TV land, you're watching us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, 
be sure to hit that subscribe and follow button. Tell your friends. Tell your friends to come on down next week. Vincent from Ring of Honor. You dig? You dig? No, not Virgil. Not Virgil. <laughs> yeah, Virgil. Virgil will be here too, but he'll just be uh, like over by my water heater over here. And uh, Frightmare from Shikara or previously from Shikara. I don't know. That should be a lot of fun, though. I'm looking forward to that. Should be good stuff. Yeah, I'm excited. By the way, before yes. we move on, uh, Shining Wizards 10th anniversary shirts shirts are uh, still uh, on uh, sale. Uh, we are sold out of 2XLs, and the other ones are not far behind. 20 bucks, wizardspodcast at gmail.com, shipped in the United States. If you really want to spend an extra forty-five dollars or $55,000 to get it shipped around the world, we can handle it for you. Hit us up on the email. Let us know. We'll get you some prices. And if you think it's worth it, I think it's worth it. But that's your call because we are still in the middle of a, at the end of a, money might be tight. So reach out to us. We'll see if we can hook you up, help you out, whatever. But two XLs are gone. So like Matt said earlier, either lose some weight or gain some weight to get an XL or a three XL. Matt, back to you. All right. Thank you. Back to me. <laughs> in studio here. <laughs> Tony was like Tony was like the weatherman, like sending it back to like the anchor at the desk. <laughs> it's raining, Matt. Now you. All right. And now we're gonna talk about the biggest news story of the week. Unfortunately, the WWE has once again done a mass releasing. And just uh, like I did this morning when I woke up. All right, Tony's bowel movements are gonna be just a bit off the Doppler there. I don't know. I'm, grasp I'm grasping at straws as I struggle. Um, Thursday night, uh, I was at a fancy dinner with my wife. Woohoo! Before we headed into the city to see a concert, and uh, I had seen something earlier in the day that they were speculating that there would be many releases or more releases to come. And unfortunately, uh, something we're all too fond of happened. The WWE released 18 talents. Wait, uh, wait. Thursday. 18 all, was that too many? fond of familiar with. Ah, there you go. Not fond of definitely not fond of. Sorry. The Jack Apple on the rocks is going right to the Brazil. I love it. I love it. Kev, can I ask you a question real quick while he's taking a sip of his drink? Sure. What was the word that he fucking stammered over at the beginning of the fucking Troy interview? Oh, God, which one? Tro Who's Troy, dipshit? <laughs> it's all over when we go down Troy's bucket. I don't know, Tony. Taylor, sorry. Holy shit. Oh, somebody in the chat fucking called it out, too. They're like, what was Matt trying to say? I'm like, I don't know. Oh, yes. To, you Ryan, tried to say Ryan Schlong wanted to know what word did Matt just use? You I don't know. tried to say tumultuous, but tumbulimbus <laughs> came out. Said, or no, he said like voluptuous, but like he said, said tumpulous or some shit like that. It was supposed to be tumultuous. We definitely did not get there. No, I, I knew it wasn't right, but I didn't know what he meant, like what he was trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I was trying to say either. It was a tumultuous time because he had been released in the Ring of Honor, <laughs> was, blah, blah, blah. But he was like, oh, it was a very voluptuous time. Tolumbus, <laughs> like the clouds. The Tolumbus and the Tumbalimbus. Oh, like Tolumbus, Ohio. Ohio? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. 
Oh boy, yeah, exactly. I don't know because I book some of these guests. I feel like uh, I should probably know more about them than you guys. So sometimes I feel like I should be in charge, and that's a terrible idea because I am a fucking disaster. No, yeah. you do a great job, even when it's to mumbleless. You always seem to find that's a right. way to get through it. To mumble, <laughs> to mu- to mumble mouth, to mumbleless. <laughs> <laughs> to mumble mouth Matt. Oh brother. Oh, so to marble. Of... To marble mouth. At least we have a name of the show. To mumbleless. Mumbleless. <laughs> Alright, so here's who was released from the WWE. Oh, yeah, bring it on. Keith Lee, Mia mm. Yim. Nia Jax, Karrion Cross, Eva Marie, Lindsay Dorado, Grand Metalik, Harry Smith, B Fab, Scarlet, Ember Moon, Frankie Monet, Jesse Camilla, Katarina Cortez, Jeet Rama, Only Lorkin, Trey Baxter, and Z- Zaida Ramir. Yeah, that's a Booker T student, I believe. Um, so they made 13 roster cuts on August 6th. 14 on June 26th and six on June 2nd, eight on May 19th and 10 on April 15th. So since the last, I don't know what, 2020 they've released a shitload of people. Obviously I think we all know who the, the big surprises here are. You got to specify surprises to disappointments. I feel like, because I'm not surprised that the bigger names on this list got let go. I'm disappointed, but I'm not surprised at all. I called you, Keith Lee. What are you disappointed in, though, the way they were booked? I'm disappointed that we didn't get more. I mean, ob- all right, let's go the obvious ones. Um, all right, so Graham Metalik is out. He asked for his release. Lindsay Dorado whatever it's not i feel bad for him i don't know if he wanted it or not but he's been complaining apparently from what i've read the biggest all right so the biggest disappointments and but not surprises are are killer cross and keith lee and scarlet uh actually scarlet might be a surprise might be a a surprise keith lee i knew was gone i knew was gone there was too there was so much smoke for that fire over the last six seven eight months and there's there's no reason if you're not going to book him the way that he needs to be booked on this main roster and NXT is not what NXT used to be. The writing was on the wall for him. Not shocked at all by that. Upset, but not shocked. Same thing with Karrion Cross. Tony. And they gave Keith Lee such a big rub. What was it? Two years ago at Survivor Series with Roman in that Survivor Series match. Yep. And the Royal Rumble. With Brock. Brock Lesnar goes, who's this big fuck? Or whatever yeah. the fuck he's... That's that's one of the most underrated, funny things I've ever seen in the history of wrestling. When Brock uh, Lesnar sees Keith Lee for the first time. Speaking of funny, I was giving Kevin a match shit because uh, I didn't think they had mentioned that uh, that uh, Keith Lee and Nia Jax were released. And I mentioned it. Kevin's like, we already talked about it. I looked up and it said Jax and Lee. And I honestly thought it was a tag team from NXT. I didn't... Yeah, don't even realize that we were talking about two separate people. All right, so Nia Jax might be on my surprise by most list. Yeah, she got a she got every fucking chance in the book. Even the bullshit she had with Charlotte a few weeks ago, like I didn't even think that would be enough to get rid of her. But well, well, apparently Charlotte's the issue, not her, not not Nia. 
but but that's that's what i mean yeah like but i mean she's been slop shop from day one like everybody's been calling her out on it and whatnot but she just always seemed to uh survive that yeah i mean i guess i always kind of defended her but like when stuff adds up and it adds up and then you finally see somebody losing their job whether or not it's because of what added up added up what else are you going to look at what else are you going to what else are you going to point to you're going to point out to the stuff that she did or the fact that she just was a budget cut maybe can that I, maybe that was can it. i just say, can i just say like i'm at the point where nothing it, nothing really surprises me anymore yeah. you know yeah. There's no shocks. It's not like Seth Rollins got let go. Or so. All right, so Bray Wyatt, shock. Braun Strowman, shock. Keith Lee, Karrion Cross, not shocks. I don't see for see for me. None of it. it none of it surprises me because I don't think the WWE has a fucking idea of what they're doing when it comes to these these guys they, they're hiring all these people and they want them to do things the wwe way and some guys are just better off left to do what they're what what got them there like we talked to paro last week he was brought to all japan to do what he did in the states yeah. i don't think there needs to be a wwe way and like i think that's the most ridiculous thing in the world this guy you thought enough of keith lee carrying cross Tie a Valkyrie to hire yeah. them and put them on your fucking TV and change your fucking names and make Karrion Cross dress like a goddamn samurai like he was fucking Lord Tenzai's fuckboy. How? How do you miss the fucking mark so much, though? No, you're I mean, you're right. I mean, there's and it's it's not all right. So a lot of these veteran guys, right? They sign with NXT. Because they had faith in NXT, and NXT was incredible for a very, very, very long time. But now, with this new rebranding of what NXT is supposed to be, the writing's on the wall for a lot of people now. And and that's not saying that you know this new crop, as as Rust, uh, as, as Taylor Rust said before, that they don't have something to offer. But I think Kylo, Kylo, Kylo wow, oh my God, I'm at Kylo. Kylo Ryan and Gargano were doing dark matches for SmackDown. So now are they going to be brought up to SmackDown and then are they going to be completely useless there? Uh, or uh, Kyle O'Reilly might be gone by the end of the year anyway so that's not that's neither here nor there. But which, which I definitely think he will be. And oh man that's a whole nother conversation, Matty Boy uh, and T-Donkster. It's just it's, it's just so like I don't know. I feel it, like it's Karen it's Cross. Depre- it's it's depressing when you know when you when you when you go to a job right and this isn't any walk of life you go to a job you're re- really excited about this job they they sell you the world this is you're here you're there it's good for a while and then maybe somebody else either takes over or they change their business strategy and this job is not what you thought it was at all and the same thing could be said by I mean a lot of this ties into the Ring of Honor stuff too like. That things change, stuff has to change, money changes. What we do change now, the, the critics will say WWE recorded god knows how much profit or revenue, or however you want to technically describe it, over the last year since the pandemic. But it's just the job changes, and it, I, I feel like I feel like Keith Lee is probably happy he's gone. I feel like Mia Yim is probably happy she's gone, 
I feel like Karen Cross is probably happy he's gone. Sure, but at some point, where are these people going to go now? Well, here's AEW, baby. And now here's the thing. We sat on this podcast for the last three or four months saying it's the best time to be a wrestling fan. There's so many different places to work. There are so many different places to work. Only only makes sense with the amount of talent that's available. Now there's a whole lot more people available. A whole lot more people that will probably still get, you know, picked up everywhere. Like Keith Lee is a no-brainer. Karrion Cross is a no-brainer. Uh, for either AEW Impact or you know New Japan, if you know you can go back and forth. Matt, what's that like now? By the way, with going back and forth from Japan, uh, I don't know about going going back. It's I think it's starting to open up. Um, there was an article in the uh, Manchi. Oh, that's right. On the Japanese has eased their COVID nineteen limitations on large events, so now they can have five thousand spectators in uh, ten thousand. Uh, capacity venues and I know that uh, Okada is coming over to work the New Japan show this weekend yeah and 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 Kate brought up a good no one's denying how fucked up it is that you get fired the same day that you announce you know how much money you've made there's no denying that's just like for me like honestly now that like I just read what Kate just said and I'll put it up and I'll put the thing up right now it's fucked up that they did this on the same day they announced a $190 million profit this quarter, which is 100% right. That alone would make me never want to watch a WWE show ever again. Ever again. I think the thing that more upsets me is that you have these talents. You have Keith Lee's and you have Karrion Cross. And I think Karrion Cross got a very raw deal because he was hurt a lot of his time. And I don't think we got to see the best of Karrion Cross. But Keith Lee, you, you mentioned it. He had this huge moment. moment at Survivor Series, it is a huge moment moment at the Royal Rumble, but we got to bring back fucking Goldberg four times a year. It's, yeah, but Keith Lee also wasn't Keith yeah. Lee out of action for a while too. Yeah, because he almost died. Yeah, yeah. But you can't find a fucking spot for this dude who's here, and, and, and everything they've done with him, it felt his him be becoming the first African American. Um, well, no, he was the first ever Eddie champion with the the NXT North American and world championship. Right. But he wasn't the first African American NXT champion. Cause that was big E. Yeah. But he but, was the first one to ever hold both at the same time. Yeah. It just, it just feels like they could have done so much better with him. Yeah. I, I this came to me when you guys were, were talking about it a few minutes ago, I would love to do a comparison of, let's say like take a snapshot of the eighties and take a look at WWF and how many guys like rotated in and out and how many guys actually stood around more than a couple years at a time. Like I know like Hogan, Savage, those are your top guys. And it's kind of the same in WWE right now with like, you know, like your Roman Reigns and your Seth Rollins and, and you know, people yeah. like that. But I wonder even like looking at history of wrestling, like anybody else is not a top guy. How long did they really stick around? You know what, Tony? I never thought about it like that. I, I wonder if this is just a big thing now because A, for a long time, WWE is the only game in town, but B, they yes. make such a big deal out of it. And now everybody knows that they were released. And years ago, if a guy wasn't on TV anymore, they didn't mention him. He was gone. Yeah. That was well, it. I'll, 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 I'll play. I'll, I'll, 
If I can volley, sir. Oh, I'm not in the mood for fucking Paul Heyman tonight. Oh, well, let me t- <laughs> well, there also wasn't as much product then in terms of what WWE put on in a week. So now you have like four shows a week for WWE. And so if you can't keep a Keith Lee for to put on your show once a week, like it wasn't like that then. So if Terry Taylor or if, uh, you know, the Barbarian or Jake the Snake and the contracts were different then too. So like if you can't find a spot for them, that's fine. That's one show a week or, you know, a syndicated show a week. That's one thing. But then now you have like six shows that you have six hours or nine hours, whatever it is of content you got to produce. And you can't find a place for carrying cross a well-deserved place or a Keith Lee or a Mia Yim or a Scarlet who they never even brought up, which is a crime in itself that they split those two up. But like, you know what I'm saying, Tony, in terms of like, no, I, I, I completely get it. The, the other thing, the other thing I'm thinking about now is who gets released from AEW. I think we've had what, like two or three people that have been released in their existence. It's coming. It's coming. It's got to. Right, AEW's right. contracts are different. Than but WWE's here's the contracts. thing, though: is it a is it a straight out release, or do they just let people's contracts expire? I thought a lot of them were up for the three year deal from when they did the first. Uh, what was it? The uh, the All In show. Right, but if your contract expires, then you're just a free agent. It's not like you're being released from a contract. Like yeah. your contract's up. You're good. You're done. We decided not to re-sign you. Not like Taya Valkyrie, who left Impact six months ago to sign with NXT, has this contract, and then, hey, guess what? Sorry, Taya. We're going in a different direction. You're too old. Uh, we don't want you anymore. Hit the bricks. Yo, that yeah, but, shit pissed me off when I saw that on Twitter, by the way. But that, but that's all. That's also the, the, the basis of contract. Like, when you sign it, like, that's negotiated, you know, at, at yeah, least but- you would think. But and in, they're still getting paid for those ninety days. I don't think they're just cutting them loose and telling them t- fucking telling somebody that you're not bringing them back is essentially it's not it's not you're fired. It's not a release. You say phase. You can go work somewhere else tomorrow. But it's essentially saying we're done here. Like yeah, like you're released without being released. Right. But there's nothing there's nothing wrong with that. You're you you. Yeah. Signed up to do something for three years. That three years is over, yes. and they said we're going to go a different way. It's not you went to bed last night, yeah. and you woke Noth- up, and your whole fucking world got flipped upside down. Yeah, nothing unethical at all about it. Absolutely, which right. is which is which happens, but this seems to be like a normalcy now in the WWE. Yeah, it's, it's crazy that you can't find something for fucking Taya Valkyrie to do. You can't put her with Shotzi or some of these young girls that you have down in NXT and just let her teach them. I think I think what it comes down to is just WWE felt the need to snap all these people up. And then they realized, well, we can't do anything with them because they're not going to fit the mold of what we want to do. Or for whatever reason, somebody sours on them and, and that's it. Yeah, it's I mean. It sounds silly to say because they made $190 million, but even if you like make the money, like, and I brought this up with Ring of Honor, and it turns out I was actually kind of right about it. They were in, Sinclair was in a lot of debt. Um, it's, 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 
I honestly, I'm, I'm, at, I'm actually at a loss right now because Ty Valk- like Tyra Valkyrie was screwed from the start with this Frankie Monet thing. Um, but to keep like, to keep her in some role would probably benefit a whole lot of people. It's just a weird, weird turn of events. Matt, can you run down that list one more time for me? Yeah. Uh, Keith Lee, Mia Yim, Nia Jax, Karrion Cross, Eva Marie, Lindsay Dorado, Grand Metalik, Harry Smith, B-Fab, Scarlet, Ember Moon, Frankie Monet, Jesse Kamei, Katrina Cortez, Jeet Rama, Only Lorkin, Trey Baxter, Zada Ramir. All right, so I'll tell you one that I'll tell you the one that surprised me the most out of out of those, and and they're both female competitors. One who was really just literally in a storyline the day before she got let go, which is um oh god, you just mentioned her name. Uh, Bfab. No, well, Bfab was the second one. Uh, Cortez, Katrina Cortez, she was involved with uh, Legado del Fantasma. Like that was like that was her thing, and she was literally in a backstage segment with uh, Eichner and or no, it was uh, two other guys. Anyway, but like that, like wh- like why these th- th- they still fit your mold of what you want? Like Bfab like fit perfectly with. Hit row. That, that's what they do, though. Bfab was in Hit Row. They were just called it the SmackDown. Fucking Taylor Russ was in goddamn Diamond Mine. Yeah. Jeet Rom, he he lost on Tuesday night. He was on TV Tuesday night. They what did, are we doing? Why they did nothing with Harry Smith? Nothing. No, well, they had signed him because ah, right. they wanted to use him in the NXT UK. The fact that you signed him, had him do a dark match, and then couldn't find him to put anybody over on TV. Not even have him go out there and be a fucking world beater. Just have him go out there and let fucking Matt Riddle beat him and have a great match or have fucking Sheamus beat him. You have the guy signed on our contract. At least fucking put him on TV and let him showcase his talents and let him put people over. Now, I don't I don't know how good the gimmick was. I know a lot of people were shitting on it, but they brought back Eva Marie with all this big fanfare yeah, and people were one. calling for her head and they kept her around and she had the whole thing with Dewdrop and it looks like Dewdrop's going to be the breakout and Eva Marie's gone. Did something Tony, happen? Did I miss out on something? I don't know, but Ryan Schlong wants to know, do you think the independent contracting nature of a WWE employee is something that would hold up if challenged? The, here's the billion-dollar question, of course. Um, I don't think it does based on the way the, the, um, the independent contractor employee is treated. Um, however you got to get to the point where somebody's actually going to challenge it. And the thing is right now, who's going to rock the boat? Are you going to have somebody that's a top star turn and say, yeah, you know what? I think we should be, uh, you know, um, you know, actual employees of WWE. And it's even harder if you try to make that argument because AEW lets all their employees work in other places. So yeah, the question is like, who's going to challenge it? Who's gonna Who's gonna step up and do it? No one. Will it be successful? Probably, but I don't think it gets to that point. I don't think it ever. Let's Let's put it this way: How long we How How many years have you been having this conversation? Well, at least since Jesse Ventura was making us think about it. So you got to be thinking this has been something that's been brought up close to forty years now. Forty years, and who knows how much further back it goes than that? Who's Who's the politician in New York? That was running for oh Yang Andrew Yang, he right? he might be like the only hope. 
if yeah, anything, but he's he's been kind of quiet lately too. So who knows? Did, what did he get in trouble? I don't think so. I think he just kind of like hasn't. I have. There was a whole lot of buzz with him for a good couple of months, and the next thing you know, like it kind of disappeared. Well, once he lost the election or bowed out of the election, whatever that whatever he did, then. But he's still he's still on a he still he holds a, a chair right somewhere right. He's involved somehow. I don't. Know. But I I thought that he would be like the best chance at. More, more than like a, you know, a, you know, Jimmy Uso or Jed Uso or, you know, Rey Mysterio. All right, let's keep the hot topics coming here with these releases. It was reported that some of these talent may have been released due to them refusing to get vaccinated or not being big enough stars to get away with that. Do you guys buy into any of that uh, narrative? It's dumb enough to be true. I don't believe it, though. Yeah. I'm gonna... It sounds dumb enough to be true, though. Look at who we're talking about. All right, like they're in—I think they're in the UK right now, right? If you need to be vaccinated to travel to the UK, well, that's probably why it. some people didn't go. Then I guess they probably okay. picked the roster based on that. If it's true, is it true that you have to be vaccinated to go to the UK? I think oh. it's true. You have to be vaccinated to travel anywhere. No. No, I think it's. I think you just have it to de- have some sort of COVID test, don't you? It depends on know. the country that you're going to. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, thoughts on the new directive that they want to hire women 25 and younger? Yeah, yeah. Are they allowed to do that? Isn't that some kind of age discrimination? No, not if they're not working there. Right, but if I go and I apply and I'm 27, then oh. they say we're not going to hire you, and you go, "Why?" Well, they can't say it. If they say it, then yeah, you got I mean, They clearly said it's being reported that their new directive is they want women that are 25. Well, or young. all right, let me ask you this: If you are a great athlete at your age, I, at, all right, take my age, 47 years old. Don't that's tell right. people that. You think I could walk into the Giants and go like, "Hey, I want to try out for the team." I mean, Uncle Rico threw a football over a mountain, so. We're talking about Uncle Rico. We're not talking about Uncle Tony. Yeah, that's not. Look, 47 47 is different than 27. Yeah, but you're also talking about, you know, uh, you're not talking about office work here. You're talking about athletic competition. Whether or not it's stage is another thing. Sure, but if so, if you told somebody, well, we're not going to hire AJ Styles because he's thirty-eight. Well, I think AJ Styles is an anomaly. I think if AJ Styles knocks on their door, they're not going to say no. But the wrestling business now is an anomaly. All these people are getting their big breaks when they're in their fucking mid-thirties. Not anymore. And I think that's going to be a problem if that's the narrative they want to go with and they want to hire these fucking young people. And and look, we just talked to Taylor Rust about it. They're going to and Kevin brought it up. They're going to bring in just athletes off the street and they're going to train them to wrestle like they've been doing that for decades. Yeah. What's the old expression? The wrestling business is cyclical. It's been the same exact thing that we've had conversation in 2005. And like for every Bianca, for every Bianca Belair. There's an Eva Marie. There's a, a hundred Eva Maries. Well, what was Eva Marie's athletic background? Did she have one? No, but that's the thing. Like for every Bianca Belair, there's going to be a hundred people who can't match that. For every Rock, there's a hundred people who are fucking Scotty Riggs. No offense. Do 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 the hundred Scotty Riggs deserve to work for WWE? Let's be honest. That's also let's be great honest. Point. You know. 
I just think it's shitty for them to come out and say like we're we're gonna put an age limit did, on this. But did, did they come they? out and say? Did they actually say that, or was this a fucking melterific thing that somebody mentioned backstage? Or it's like because I mean, living. like Kevin said, if you come out and say something like that, all right, it's like this. How many Hooters restaurants have you been to where you've been served by a guy? None. Okay, so you don't think like, and I know this for a fact. There's been guys over the year that felt that they've been discriminated against. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, why is it any different with a sporting league saying that, like, look, we need young athletes because if we start hiring older athletes, they're gonna. What if they get hurt? I just wanna, I just wanna kudos Tony on his great vernacular with sporting league. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pull them fucking white socks up to your knees, dickhead. <laughs> um, I remember in my sporting league days. Listen, look, I'm not Tumalimbus tum- like Matt. <laughs> This might be worse, Tony. I'm not gonna lie. It's one. It's one thing to say you want to get younger. It's another thing to put these. You know, they're put this age restriction out there. Don't put it out there. Just say I you really, want to get younger. I really doubt that they did. Yeah, I me would too. really. It could be somebody backstage going, "Yeah, they only want to hire the young kids these days." Who knows? Well, look. I mean, look no further than. NXT. I mean, come on. Like, look at how all, all the people that they got there now. It's, it's fucking like, bad. Look at that. Look at Matt. It's Matt. So fucking bad. Matt. Matt. Matt's changed his uh his viewpoint. The whole WWE as a whole is bad. As yeah. a whole, it's as so. A, there's a pizzeria as a whole. I don't know if you guys saw this. Go find Shotzi Blackheart did a promo Friday night. That's right. It is the most generic teleprompted reading off of a fucking screen bullshit. It's so bad. Better than suffering succotash? It's so bad. That was great. What are we? Why? Why are we verbatim writing these people's promos for them? Because it's no longer a wrestling show. It's a TV show about wrestling. That's fucking terrible. It's terrible. Guess what? They picked the Survivor Series teams. Oh, fucking brand supremacy, bitches. On a Saturday, Saturday college football on fucking social media. Because fuck you, that's why. Tony, and everybody teams... on the fucking Raw brand was on SmackDown three weeks ago. Fuck yeah, dude, because SmackDown's where it's at. <clears throat> this is fucking dog shit garbage. I I vote we don't pick Survivor Series this year. No, we're picking it, baby. <laughs> pick every other shitty fucking WWE pay per view. Shining Wizard Supremacy. Oh fuck me! There's like less than two months left on our picks, by the way. No, more than that because we go to Rumble. Yeah, but we don't count the Rumble. Now the Rumble starts year four. Ah, oh, that's right. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, we Who go through year this every four? fucking year. We go through this every year. Here's your men's raw. Team. Matt, I'm know. a big Survivor Series savant, so I think I know this already. You already know the men's Raw team. I think I do. I think we got ourselves a little Kevin Owens. Uh, yep. I think we got ourselves a little Finn Balor. All right. I think we got ourselves a little Seth Rollins. Okay. And I think we got father and son tandem of Dota Mysterios. Okay. Um, why are they all? Why are they all on the same team? Because it's brand supremacy. All right. Uh, 
Stupid, and, but whatever. And they, the used, they were literally they were all on SmackDown three weeks ago. That's so right. They're very fight for their new brand. That's right. Yeah, they 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 switch. Uh, their loyalty is very strong, very fast. Like Seth Rollins. Him. Seth Rollins is he's feuding with Kevin Owens, right? Mm-hmm. A little bit. Uh, Asian Joe said the Raw team changed tonight. Well, we don't watch Raw, Asian Joe. So tell your story walking. No, Asian Joe, oh, give me. Another, I want to know what who changed. Tell me the big change. Yeah, come on, spoilers. Well, it's the big change. change. All right, so what's the SmackDown team, Kevin? SmackDown team is our dear, good, close, personal friend, Happy Corbin. Let's see. Yep, he's on there. Uh, That would be Mr. Sami Zayn. Yeah, he's rocking and rolling. That would be King Woods. Uh, Yep, he's there too. That would be, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Am I going to flake on the last two? I don't think I will because it's not Roman. It's not Brock. It's... Oh, why, would they, why would they be there? No. It is, it's not Ziggler. It's not Rude because they're on Raw. But, oh my God. Is it Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder, Matt? No, it's not. It's not the major brothers. It is Drew, Mc, Drew McIntyre and Jeff Hardy. Wait, Drew McIntyre's on SmackDown now? Oh yeah. yes. Oh, so so it wasn't just the SmackDown guys that are on Raw. It's the Raw guys that are on SmackDown too. Oh, who popped that up? I wanted I wanted to make a little fucking rhyme out of it. Oh, yeah, Drew, you know what they call? They know what they call uh, the SmackDown team, Tony? Drew McIntyre. Uh, oh. Joe, let us know that Dominic is out. Bobby Lashley is in. God bless you if you watch fucking Monday Night Raw every week. Um, watch your favorite independent contractors star on a show about wrestling. It's a wrestling show and show about wrestling. Yep. Um, uh, Jesus Christ. Oh, boy. All right. So how did you guys feel about uh, the Nia Jax situation? She was released, but she was uh, taking time off for her mental health. If true, not good. Not eh. a good look. Eh, not a good look, but I'm not losing sleep. No, it's fucked up. If if she literally was going through some mental shit and decided, hey, I need a little bit more time, and they were like, nah, we'll just fire you instead. I mean, she was released. She wasn't fired. That's the same fucking thing, Tony. Whenever you hear a wrestler that's been released talk so, about it, they use the word fired. All right, so she's she needed time off, and she's going to get paid for those 90 days to take the time off. So to me... It, it's called... I get, happened to me. No, I get I was, it. Look, it can happen to anybody, but I don't know. I was just paid for the, the last month at my job, but I knew at the end of that month I wasn't coming back. Yeah, but like I'm not, I'm not really sympathetic to it. I don't know. I'm, I'm not being oh, harsh. Son of a bitch. I was, if she's got look, if she's, if she's got problems, then you know I hope she gets the help she needs. But what are they supposed to do, dude? If if you got a sniffling that you're going to be fired, you could just go, oh, I got mental problems. I need to take a break. You know what I'm saying? Kate, they could have made $190 billion this quarter. Mm. It doesn't fucking matter. These are business decisions that they, that they chose to make. It sucks a big, fat, hairy one, but it's their fucking business. I don't know. I don't want to sound like a dick, but, I mean, I got to sound like a dick. It is what it is. Well, I sounded like a dick talking about Ring of Honor last week where I kind of tried to justify Sinclair for doing that, that whole gimmick. It's, Here's the thing, right? It's a business. It's a shitty move, but at the end of the day, if you're still tuning in to watch WWE, you don't have a fucking leg to stand on. 
You have no right to complain about anything. If you have such a problem with this, stop fucking watching the WWE. Wait, wait. I, who are we talking? I thought we were just talking about Nia's situation. No, anyone in general. The whole situation. You don't like that they're releasing people, that they made a bunch of money this quarter. They made a bunch of money last quarter. They're still releasing people. Read the, read the fucking results. Don't even fucking watch. Didn't they also fire, like, the fucking lady that gave the... Uh, the hey, uh, lady. The, the lady that gave the uh, quarterly report, they fired her, like, after the phone call? Uh, I think they replaced her, yes, immediately after. Holy shit! Just stop. Don't if Here, you don't read it. this! Great, right, well, you're fired! Get the well, fuck out! Well, we don't know. Like, we're just giving our opinions. I have no idea what the rest no, of the No, I understand, but I, I spend a lot of time on fucking Twitter for this oh, podcast. Well, that's right? your if you're going to get on your fucking soapbox and yell and fucking scream about all this bullshit, just stop watching the WWE. There's a there's thousands thousands of right. other show shit you can watch. You can watch AEW, you can watch Ring of Honor, you can watch GCW, you can watch MLW, you can watch the NWA, you can watch anything on IWTV. You can watch anything you want. Right. Stop no, and, and, the current WWE product if you are so fucking angry and, about it. And that's fair, but if I'm reacting to a news story, it doesn't necessarily mean like if I'm reacting to something that happened, I'm not necessarily watching WWE. I'm just reacting. I'm not saying you, Kevin. No, 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 no. But, Kevin, but Kevin's making a good point, though. But like, it's like, like if, if if Amazon has a mat or God forbid, like you know, the Krausers, my local store closes, and they release ten people that I don't, I don't go to that store. But it sucks that they got their, they lost their jobs. Tony, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, Kevin's making a good point, though. Like, you could feel sympathetic and you could feel bad for somebody like Nia Jackson like, if she's got some sort of medical condition or a problem that uh, she was dealing with and she was fired. She got fired. I mean, it sucks. Look, I it is agree. What it is. But if you go, most of the people on their fucking soapboxes that were on their soapboxes Thursday complaining about this are watching Raw right now. So let them watch Raw. But they're hate watching Raw. Stop it. Just stop oh, like, it. You, like you've never done anything that you've yeah. enjoyed in hate. Yeah. Come on. You never, done, on this. you never done some hate. Oh, come on, bro. Have you ever have you ever ordered from a place that maybe their business practices aren't necessarily the best, but you still enjoy the product that they provide you? Uh, I don't really know about anyone. I don't give a shit about your business practices. Well, that's that's what we're talking about. Right. I don't know what business practices you're talking about, though. All right. So, like, Amazon is notorious, or Nike, notorious people from China to, like, make their shoes for them. Your and iPhone. We, yeah. Like, people are throwing it, themselves out the window in factories in fucking Asia. Yeah. We do it every day. IPhone. So, it's it's one thing for us. Listen, we don't have to watch. I'm with you on that, Matt. I'm I don't watch. Yeah. I don't watch either. Watch. Yeah. I so turn NXT off. I turn NXT because I'm tired. I'm just. Because that's all it is out there. It's all these fucking people with their white knight syndrome. They're going to fucking get on Twitter and they're going to be like, we need to stick up. This is not the way you run a business. But they're the first fucking people to turn on Raw tonight and be like, oh, I love the product. This is a fantastic show. I can't wait to see what happens on Survivor Series. I feel like we've I feel like we've all had that moment, though, because you do it, too. I do it, too. Tony does it, too. Like, we, we go after people for their opinions when we preach to ourselves to lay out. I don't watch the WWE, so I don't talk about it. But don't, but don't you like go after like I've seen the tweets, don't, and I, I've done it too. 
where you say, what is everyone on wrestling? Is every wrestling fan just a, a C word today? Uh, are you saying cock or cocksucker or cunt? Pete's, oh, pick, pick whatever one you not want. Not using Kate's favorite words on the show. Because look, ninety-five uh, percent of the people in the internet wrestling community are cocksuckers. They're cunts. They're fucking. Wait, they wait, wait. Are they cocksuckers or are they? They're cunts? all of it. Yeah. They all piss and moan about a bunch of nonsensical bullshit that has no real impact on their life. At the end of the day, Stop. none of it does. None of it does. Kevin watches hockey. At the end of the day, did it affect his life? Well, if the Devils didn't sure, win, the Devils not. win. And you know what? Oh. I got another thing, Kevin. How come oh, the fuck. fucking Devils don't play on goddamn Mondays now that I'm watching the fucking Devils? <laughs> Why would you want them to play on Mondays when we do the podcast? Because I could watch the Devils now and not pay attention. Why don't you just watch Raw? Get angry. I don't want to watch Raw. I think it's the greatest thing ever that Devils don't play on Mondays. Ah, it fucking annoys the shit out of me. I'm, I'm off Mondays. Man. I go to a game, fucking skip the podcast. Go to a game. What's All right, so, you're, so you want to rev- you want the Devils to play out of spite for me, is what you're saying. I want the Devils to play so I could do what you did to me. Oh, my God. That was so long ago. The Devils haven't played on a Monday in like three years. I know. Matt, it's annoying. I want to go to a Devils game. Well, go to a Devils so, game. So pissed off. Matt, you give me a game you want to go to. We'll go. I gotta see what my schedule is like. Everything. Ah, up. excuses. Here we go. I can. Don't I can have devil's tickets in our hands like that. Matt's like these cocksucking cunts that goes, "Yeah, I could do a better job booking the WWE. One hundred ninety million dollars." Fucking... And then you go, "What's your idea?" Everybody's the champ. Everybody's the champ. Everybody gets a fucking. Everybody turn. gets a fucking. Hey, Fuck speaking man. of everybody getting a belt, is fucking what's his nuts still the twenty four seven champ, or is that like oh, not who going cares? Who is it? Who is? Does that even happen anymore? Did they like I quietly get rid of that? Remember when Drew Gulak was chasing people around and the karate oh, guy was too? I'm just Reggie? so annoyed. Oh, Reggie. Was it Reggie? No, the Reggie was the wine guy. No, who Akira T- Akira Tazawa was the guy chasing everybody around too? Wasn't oh, it? Oh, Reginald is the champ. I still think. Reginald. Dude, he's, a, he's an acrobat. He's like a magician with his legs. I thought he was a sommelier. What's that mean? He's a wine guy. No. I don't know. He's a, he, But he's a very good... I think he was a cheerleader at some point in his life. Confirmation. Reggie still has the 24-7 title. There you go. See, Kate. Oh, there you go. Kate. Oh, good, good for him. Thanks. No hey, gets... you know what we didn't mention? For brand what? supremacy, are we going to get Big E against Roman Reigns now? Are oh. we? Is that what they're doing? It's going to be the new day against the fucking tribe. Holy no, it's shit, not because Xavier bro. Woods is on the fucking SmackDown team. Yeah, but I'm talking about backup. Like they, they'll be there for Big E. You know, it'll be great if they had a six man match. Don't you dare be sour. You know, reunite the new day. That would be a nice, fun thing. Have the tribe. You know, that'd be entertaining. You could invest in that. Picking just five fucking names out of a hat and saying, you now represent your brand. Go wrestle on a pay-per-view and make people give a shit about it. Can they coexist? But I got to hear that goddamn fucking line. Can they go coexist one more time after I watch that whole fucking build-up to Halloween Havoc with fucking Tomasa Ciampa and Braun Breaker. I'm going to fucking stick ice picks in my goddamn fucking ears. I don't give a shit. Can they coexist? Stop booking dog shit! Well, speaking of booking dog shit, can we talk about AEW? Why is that dog shit? That's What's anything but. With AEW? That's anything uh, but. Oh, Matt, get him. Matt, old get him. Fucking curmudgeon. Get him. What's the problem? What do you got to say about it, Cornette? Nothing. I just want to get you fired up, dick. I'm already fired up. Fucking, fucking fuck. 
Fuckity fuck, fuck, fuck. There we go. Matt's moving around so much, his camera's getting glitchy. I love it. He's causing so much havoc. His house might fall down. The heat in the room is so... probably trying to watch, like, fucking Chicago PD downstairs, and she hears me screaming like a fucking maniac. Stomping around like you're going to fall through the fucking ceiling. Well, John Moxley's an alcoholic, so we found that out the other day. And he's Wasn't I calling him out for being bloated just about a month or two ago? You call everybody out for being bloated. Well, Jericho is probably going to be next. He should have been next. John Moxley has entered uh, an inpatient alcohol treatment program, so that was announced Thursday night. Thursday, Tuesday, Monday, sometime like later. before it was the day before Dynamite, I believe. That sucks. It sucks when you got to deal with that kind of shit. I hope he gets better. Uh, it sucks, but I said it Wednesday night. It's better than hearing a story that John Moxley was found dead in a hotel room. Well, of course. But what, well, why, why you had to say that? At least yes, he's not to say it, Kevin. No, because Tony, you have to remember, it's a fucking professional wrestling business. Everyone's a fucking tough guy. Nobody wants to show weakness. So the fact that this superstar you know, came to this conclusion that he would rather go into treatment and get taken off the road, which probably kills him. He's just like any athlete who wants to work through the pain and the injuries and all this other bullshit. Yeah, but he's also married. He's got a kid at home now. So right. now he's got, he can't be Mr. Fuck around all the time. He's got to be Mr. Grown up. He's got to pull up his big boy. Sure, pants. But Brian Pillman had a family at home. He didn't give a shit. He masked the pain. Right. Fair enough. But he, we are all these all these guys did, man. How many fucking times do we have to hear about these wrestlers who die in a hotel ro- alone on a road because they're too afraid to ask for help? Yeah, but that doesn't that doesn't happen. I think that that was more of a generational thing. I think I would think and hope that more people nowadays realize that they have options and they have people that they can reach out to. You know what I'm saying? Like Brian Pillman came up like what late 80s very early 90s you know what i'm saying like that was a different generation you say it's a generational thing but it's not it's still a fucking boys club we're still dealing with me too bullshit like people oh all right you want to bring that no but people aren't things aren't changing no they are you know it's not the iron Sheik telling fucking shoot stories about marty and Shawn michaels you know fucking leaving some passed out girl in front of his hotel room no, look, dude, think, look, to say things aren't changing, I, th- I I don't think that's accurate. I think things are changing. I think more people are actually holding other people accountable now. You know what I'm saying? So, like, problem always there. And I think the fact that more people are being held accountable means that there's less of it going on. I hope you're right. Like, you hear more about it now because now everybody's, like, on top of it, at least more than they were even 20, 30 years ago, where, like you said, it was all a joke. Hey, we passed her around, or like, hey, everybody showed up, and we did this, and we did that, you know? Like, now you hear them, it's like fucking tales of yesteryear. But, like, in current times, it's like, yeah, we're, we're policing this shit. We're not going to put up with it anymore. So does it still happen? Yes. Do I think it's gotten better? I would think it has to have gotten better, no? You hope it's gotten better. Oh, for sure you hope. For sure you hope. Absolutely. But I, unfortunately, I think at the end of the day, it's a fucking all boys club. And I think a lot of these guys still do fucking shitty things. Maybe not in the WWE or AEW, but, you know, go nah, to the, look, shitty people do shitty things. Right. No and unfortunately, what, what a lot of them are in the wrestling business. Look, we've dealt with a lot of fucking scumbags in our day. Being an alcoholic is not necessarily a shitty thing, by the way. 
It's not a shitty thing. Well, we will agree to disagree on that. Being an alcoholic is a shitty thing. Being yeah. addicted to something is is a shitty thing to you. I mean, it's a shitty thing for the person that's addicted. No. Oh, 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 goddamn right. Yeah, don't get me wrong about that. No, 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 no. I, I think I think you might be conflating the fact that there's shitty people out there with people that have addiction problems, and I don't think that's what okay. You're gotcha, at all. gotcha. Sorry, Matt. Yeah. No, we're on. talking about more like gotcha. the Me Too stuff. Yeah, we're talking about other things, not alcoholic. Things. Oh, okay, Hello. gotcha, gotcha. Sorry, I must have zoned out. I'm sorry. No, alcoholic yeah. still big problem. Yeah, you know, if you are an alcoholic, definitely seek help. But it's the other, it's the other shit that is still. Yeah, like if you're an alcoholic and you're ruining life for at least one other person, then that that's kind yeah, of yeah, hundred percent. You know, with you, with you, with you. But anyway, we're off on a tangent here. So Moxley entered an inpatient uh, alcohol treatment program. He's obviously not going to be in the AW for quite a bit of time, which is good for him. I think that was the point we were all trying to make. But can I ask you a question? You may. what happens? What happens with the tournament, baby? You know what happens with the tournament, Tony. What happens? Did you not watch? No, I didn't. Really? Well, Miro took his place. Oh, fuck me. Really? And Miro smushed Orange Cassidy. <laughs> Good. Good. <laughs> he said smushed. He smushed. Good. Fuck, fuck Orange Cassidy. Good for Miro. Wow. Miro is my hero. What? I don't like Orange Cassidy. I'm sorry. No, look, was stunk and go fuck themselves. I look. I'm not again. I'm kind of on the same page with you, dude. Three years of like the oh, 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 gives a shit. Fucking wrestle. <laughs> let me just let me just make this point to support the people that were bitching about WWE. They fired 18 people last week, and this fucker still got a job. He's Jesus. over. That's not not nice. saying he doesn't deserve a job, but he's got a job for kicking people in the fucking ankles. He's over. Hmm. Hell yeah, of a guy, over. too, by the way. He's over. Look, I'm sure he's great. I'm sure he kisses babies and uses his left and right turn signals. But my God, man. Uh, <laughs> Ryan, Ryan Schlong <laughs> wants to know, who hurt you guys? Everybody. We are. Yeah, we are We're on another wounded. level today, by the way. Now, don't listen. This fucking hand, Ryan Schlong is fucking Captain Positivity. Don't listen to him. Oh, He's fuck not- him too. He puts on a wig and he thinks he could fucking be Kate. Shut up, dude. I don't know. This last 45 minutes has been oof. Like, we've been going on. I know. The rails. I can't wait for it to end. I'm fucking exhausted. I'm on uh, over here. So, Party uh, Tony, you have no say. Miro beat Orange Cassidy. So, him and da- uh, Brian Danielson are in the finals of the Eliminator tournament. Uh, Andrade El Idolo beat Cody on Dynamite. Another with the help of FTR. Um, what else happened on Dynamite? Uh, Kenny Omega beat Alan Angels to start off the show. Something happened with the ladies. Was it Ty Conti shaking her hiney? Uh, here's what I think is interesting: Brian Danielson, Rocky Romero, this Wednesday night. Oh, baby! Really? Yes. I might have to tune in for that. And Rocky was on Impact if it wasn't this past week. Rocky's week on every week. fucking thing. It was the week Rocky, before. Dude, Rocky is like the fucking renaissance man of wrestling. That motherfucker is everywhere. Well, Tony, know what it is. Uh-oh. It's the Forbidden Door. Uh, I thought you had something like a fucking cute quip about Rocky yeah. Romero. Tony, you know who Rocky Romero's best friend is? Orange Cassidy. No. Although, John Gresham. Although... 
Although Orange Cassidy will be accompanying accompanying Rocky Romero to the ring for his match against Brian Danielson this week. Wait, who's accompanying? Huh? Who's accompanying Rocky? Orange Cassidy. <laughs> against his, how does that make sense? Whoa! I don't know why Orange Cassidy is with Rocky Romero, but Rocky Romero's best friend is Okada. And Okada. I, thought, I thought Orange Cassidy's best friends were Trent and Chucky and Wheeler, Utah. And I don't know is- the reason why Orange Cassidy is with Rocky Romero, and I don't give a shit. I think it's right. funny because it upsets Tony. What I do give a shit about is Rocky Romero's best friend is Okada. Okada is in the United States, people. Okada, Brian Danielson could possibly happen on AEW Dynamite the week after Full Gear. Oh, I was hoping you would say like January 5th when it comes back to Newark. I like the way you think, Kev. That'll be Wrestle Kingdom, and he's wrestling Shingo Takagi for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship at that time, so he will not be in the United States. Uh, but we will be. I think there's a real good fucking possibility that we get fucking Tony Khan gives us Brian Danielson and Okada they have dynamo? to. They have to. After giving us fucking Rocky Romero with fucking Orange Cassidy in his corner. Rocky Romero, yay. Double yay. Orange Cassidy. Matt. I'm not going to lie to you. That kind of excites me. Kevin's it's got a bone. very fucking exciting. You know what else was exciting? Oh. Fucking Eddie Kingston CM Punk promo. Yeah. Can I say it? Can I say it? Can I say what I want to say? No. Everybody loves Eddie Kingston on the mic. Oh, boy. I think he's great on the mic. Mm-hmm. I don't hold him to this like high level of, of microphone skill. Just for the fact, mm-hmm. sometimes he doesn't want to let people talk. Just fucking let him talk a little bit. You're in there with CM Punk. Let him say something. Don't feel the need to cut him off. You know what I'm saying? Maybe it's just oh. me being old school promo guy. Mm-hmm. Let him talk. Because if you're just talking over him, what are you really saying? Don't you think Eddie Kingston's heard CM Punk talk enough? CM Punk took his ball and he went home for seven years. Eddie Kingston had to grind. He had to wrestle in fucking Rawway. He had to wrestle yeah. in fucking New York City. He had to wrestle in some fucking dingy basement in some fucking Midwestern fucking Indiana bullshit. CM Punk's in his fucking palatial estate with his sexy wife. Oh. They're reading fucking comic books and watching horror movies, and then he gets a hero's welcome. Eddie Kingston has every right to be pissed off, and he has every right to not let CM Punk get a word in edgewise. Hell of a volley there, Matt. I agree yeah, with you 100%. Tiny bin, uh, violin, you old piece of shit. Yeah, because God forbid CM Punk made his money, and he was happy, and he went into retirement, and he decided to write comic books. He wasn't his- happy. He was upset because he shit his pants during a pay-per-view. <laughs> Can we talk about, though, how like CM Punk doesn't seem to have any real storylines? He just gets thrusted into match after match after match. Thank you. Is that why? Uh, do you see that as a problem? Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't necessarily know yet, to be honest with you. It just it seems awkward that he didn't come in like. I mean, I get it. You want to put him in with as many people as you want. And I, I can even appreciate the younger people type thing. But like. At what point does like CM Punk depreciate in value, like the car coming off the freaking lot at a at a dealership? Maybe I'm thinking too much into it. I don't know. 
I think you, I mean, you might be, I think just the top, you want to throw him in a storyline, just to throw him on a storyline. Yes. Give him, right. give him orange Cassidy. Well, bum, what, bum, 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 you're telling bum. me with, you're telling me with all the people they have there, they couldn't come up with something, a long-term type of deal for him, or you're just going to sure they have something in the works. It's just, why do we need to rush it? There's other things that are taking place right now. Just the, 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 the fire, the momentum was like so awesome. And, his first opponent was who? Like Ricky Starks, and then his, first his next... opponent was Darby Allen. Darby. Okay, that's right. But then his next program after Darby was Ricky Starks, right? It's Will Hobbs. Willie Hobbs. All right, same. All right. It's not that it's definitely not the same because I think he would have. Wait, 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 wait. It's the same story. It was Taz's top team, or whatever they're called. Can you? How long did the Punk Hobbs match go? I was like twelve minutes. Didn't Orange Cassidy knock out Willie Hobbs in like twenty seconds, like a week or two ago? Uh, I don't know. Dun 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 dun. Yep. I. Well, yep. We got AEW picks this weekend, boys. It's full gear. Hell of a card, stacked lineup, baby. Great. No, you're not excited for it, Tony. How are you not excited for this show? I'm listen. I, I also want to say I'm super pumped for Kingston Punk. I think that's awesome. I think that's like the first real meaningful thing that he's really done. And that I'm yes, and I'm including that with Darby Allen. It should be an unbelievable show. Kenny Omega, Hangman Page, FTR, Lucha Brothers, Darby, MJF, CM Punk, Eddie Kingston, the Super Click against Jurassic Express and Christian Cage. Oh yeah. Tay Conte and Britt Baker. America's top team against the inner circle, which I don't really give a shit about. Oh, I love it. Is that an elimination Survivor Series match? No, it's a Minnesota street fight. Fuck yeah! <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. A Minnesota street fight. They hit each other with fucking cheeses and they call you go A every time they fucking hit each other. I think that's, that's Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Whatever. Same shit. So <laughs> that part of the country. Were they gonna hit each other with brats? That'd be funny, actually. Maybe. Yeah, what is Minnesota known for? Minnesota Fats, the, the the fucking pool player. Oh, the Juicy Lucy's. You got hit with a fucking cheeseburger with cheese coming out of the ugh, the middle. Ugh. Gross. Uh, I know we're running long, so uh, is there anything we didn't touch upon that you guys want to talk about? Uh, just MLW, I guess. But or, you know, Impact. If we can, I can give or take, whatever. No big deal. King Muertes eliminated Tom Lawler in a casket match, and that's it for Tom Lawler's MLW career. And then uh, what's her nuts come back to? Carly Perez? Maybe. The woman? Well, there was Katrina, a woman's tag match. Katrina, Katrina from Lucha Underground. She was involved in that casket match. Oh, yeah, that's right. She came out with the skull. Yes, she's from that's Lucha it. Underground. Great. Good for her. What else, uh, Tony? They dragged Holiday dragged uh, fucking Willow Nightingale under the ring during the women's tag match. Yeah, I saw that. How dare so she? So then all the women like saved her because like you know they're all friends even though like wrestling is real and all this other shit. But whatever. Oh, you've never seen two babyface teams go at it and then you know it was just weird. Game. I don't know. It was weird. Ashley Vox has some really oh, big fucking so tights. She's a, she's a tiny little girl and she got like these big briefs on. I was like, come on. For real, dude. It felt like her tights were like somebody else's, and she just borrowed them from someone. Because I know Ashley Vox and that other girl, they're they're pretty tiny. They're like they're real tiny. 
I don't know, man. It looked like she was wearing a fucking sparkly diaper and it said like shells on the back or whatever the Sea Stars thing is. I don't know. You're a sparkly diaper. <laughs> Kevin, Kevin. When you what? sit down to watch wrestling, Kevin, not you. What? Kevin, when you sit down to watch wrestling, what are you looking for? I'm here for you. Um, uh, storytelling. I'm uh, here for athletic competition. Yeah, but nice. come on, dude. There's sometimes there's stuff that just stands out. It's like I pay do do? I do pay attention to to entrances and to mannerisms and to how they present themselves and what they say in their promos. Uh basically nothing of what Tony just said right there. Tony's big on the gear, bloated people. All right, oh, so, come on. You're the first one right. to talk about Finn Balor's eggplant all the time. It, it's something that's the I, I will say gear oh, does catch my right. eye, but I'm not there to I'm not I'm not in the same level as Tony. With I just think it's weird that your complaint is her her tights are too big for her. They're just big trunks. Like I don't know. And I like a good look, I like a good pair of trunks. I think Slice Boogie would do good to have trunks over his tights. Blame me. I don't care. Oh, uh, don't start with this shit talking Slice Boogie, because I'll get him back. I'm on not shit talking him. And he, he won't say a fucking word about it. I tell you what, his gear in MLW, a lot better than them fucking Mets tights he had on. So kudos. Kate says huge dicks are complimentary. I don't know what like that means. what? Like an angle or? I don't like, know. I, don't... I just thought it was funny that Kate said huge dicks. Like it's like it's in catering and you don't have to pay for it. Like what? Like... Ooh, Kevin, what do these dicks cost? No, Tony, those are free. <laughs> those are free dicks. What else happened on MLW? But only the huge ones. If they're small, you got to pay. Yeah, pay for them small dicks. What else happened on MLW? <laughs> it's totally the opposite of what. I don't I don't know what else happened on MLW. Kevin, tell me about impact wrestling. All right. Lots of Imp- huge dicks. No, no, no. I'm not gonna say that. We have a new number one contender for the Impact X Division Championship. His name is Laredo Kid. I was gonna say Black Taurus. No, no. Uh, Black Taurus Hogan did not win. Nor did Steve Macklin. Laredo <laughs> Kid. Uh will face off with Trey Miguel. Steve Macklin did try to get back involved and try to take them out, but uh, Laredo Kid and Trey Miguel showed a little mutual respect type deal. Uh, Eric Young, my dear good close personal friend, hockey confidant, uh, beat somebody. I don't know who he was. Violent by Design is back. The Bullet Club beat the shit out of both the Good Brothers and Finn Juice, uh, which led to a no contest. Bullet Club looking tough, man. Bullet Bay Armstrong and uh, Elephantasmo and Matt. What's a big tall guy's name? Uh, Haiku Leo. Haiku Leo, yeah, man. Uh, uh, in the main event, I mean, it's pretty much. Uh, oh, Chris Saban and actually Madman Fulton had a hell of a had a nice little match there too. Which this is this is like a weird thing with Impact for me, and I love it. But like we we talk about how like AEW has such a huge roster, I don't think Impact roster is like large enough because it really feels like we're starting to see the same people over and over, just in different weird little. Uh, facets and fashions, so hopefully they can bring in some more people. Uh, the main event was a six-man tag team with uh, Morrissey uh, Moose, who put together this team, and Matt making his Impact Wrestling debut, Minoru Suzuki, Yay. to take huh. on Eddie Edwards, huh. Josh Alexander, and Matt Cardona. And of course, Eddie Edwards the takes the Matt fall, Cardona which made me happy. Main event. Oh, goddamn right! What do you mean? Where, where else? Where else would he be? Matt Cardona's a fucking main event star, bro. Dude, they all have heat with Moose because uh, uh, Matt Cardona was the last person that Moose defeated to earn 
the shot at uh, Josh Alexander, and then he uh, and he, and he cashed it in. So Eddie Edwards, uh, yeah, and he didn't even take the fall, which is pretty cool. So that is impact in a nutshell. Madison Rain, of course, was in action against Mickey James. Mickey James gets the win. Um, yeah, another fun little little ditty via via Impact Wrestling. Uh, Case said Finn Balor's eggplant is a compliment. Calling someone bloated is mean. Not if they're bloated. Uh, Wait, did I say Ashley Vox was bloated? I was just making fun of her tights. Well, not making fun. No, of you were making out. fun of other people who are bloated, like Chris Jericho. Oh come on, bro! All right, so bloated is all right. Isn't bloated a medical condition? Like, if I'm bloated, I'm bloated. I might not be bloated tomorrow, but I'm bloated right now. It looks like somebody took his complimentary dick and blew into it and just inflated it. <laughs> Blowed into it. <sighs> um, turning point, which is impact. Turning point. Uh, turning point. Special show that'll be taking place Saturday, November twentieth, has Trey Miguel Laredo Kid, which Kevin just talked about. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to get Mickey James against Mercedes Martinez. Yeah, she Fuck came out, dude. had a nice little exchange with the mixer. And the inspiration will be defending the knockout tag title against the Decay. Yes, which is uh, Havoc and, of course, uh, Rosemary. Yep, that's right. Kate says, I just lo- love annoying Tony with the black. Mission accomplished, Kate. I'm just annoyed anyway. It doesn't matter. Uh, we briefly spoke about it with Taylor Rust. Ring of Honor has their Honor for All uh, show that will be airing on Honor Club November 14th. Uh, no DQ world title match Bandito against Demonic Flamita. Tag title match LFI, Kenny King, and Dragon Lee against the OGK. The GCW tag titles will be on the line as the Briscoes defend against Effie and AJ Gray. Uh, Four way women's match Quinn McKay against Vita Von Starr against Trisha Dora against Holiday. Mm. Taylor Rust, tonight's guest against Tracy Williams, and Brody King against Jonathan Gresham. Ooh. Uh, Ring of Honor TV this week was fantastic. It's bittersweet because they put on such a great product. And then that dark cloud is looming over their head. Uh, LSG wrestled Josh Woods for the pure title in an excellent match. And uh, Bandito. And new? No. No. Okay. No. And Bandito defended his uh, title against Alex Zane in an excellent match. Also, Beer City Bruiser put his hands on Caprice Coleman. Caprice Coleman was not having that. And I think they're having a match. Uh, I got to look and see, though. I like uh, Caprice who, Coleman. Who doesn't like Caprice Coleman? Very good point. Uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling at Power Struggle this week. Power. Uh, guess who is no longer your New Japan Pro Wrestling United States Heavyweight Champion? Well, that would all depend on who it was in the place. So, Tony? Tony, who was the champion? Oh, I'm, I forgot. There's people listening at home. Uh, my fuck boy, Tanahasho. Yeah, well, oh guess what? God. Your fuck boy is no longer the champion. He got beat by Kenta. Kenta? Oh, I didn't know this, actually. So Kenta is your new IWGP United States Heavyweight Champion. Also, fucking evil Yujiro Takahashi and Sho defeated Hiroki Goto, Big Tom, and Yoshihashi to end the longest never six-man uh, reign in history, which is very yeah, upsetting. That's a bummer. Uh, Toriano beat the Great Okan in an amateur wrestling match to retain his King of Pro Wrestling. Oh, it was fucking bad. It was stupid. I don't know why they did this. Mm. Uh, Shingo, Zack Sabre Jr. had a banger. Shingo is still your world champion. Okada retained his briefcase. 
slash uh, Amatanga slash IWGP Heavyweight Championship. Uh, and then right after, he challenged Buddy Murphy this Saturday. In, Hello. Uh, in California. So that's happening at Battle in the Valley. Um, and El Desperado beat uh, Robbie Eagles to become the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion. Wow. Where is my friend Gabriel Kidd on this rundown that you just gave? Gabriel Kidd is nowhere to be found because he is working uh, New Japan Strong in the States. So is he gimmicked up now or is he still like a, a young boy? He's still a young boy. still Gabriel Come Kidd. on, man. When are they going to cut him loose? Because they got to send him on an excursion, bro. So send him on an excursion already. Let's get oh, Gabe Kidd. Rules. You've got to learn your oh, rules. rules. If you don't, we will Can eat I ask you in your sleep. How old is Gabe Kidd? Do we know? 27. Perfect. WWE's calling him. Uh, they announced the main event for Wrestle Kingdom 16, Shingo and Okada. Well, night one. Uh, yes, on January 4th. As opposed to night two or night three. Uh, <laughs> there's night two and night three. Well, it's funny you mentioned Naito. Is he uh, coming he back? Will be, he will be returning. He'll be in the World Tag League with Sonata. Matt, did you see those new uh Pro Wrestling Tees little uh, toys for uh, for your guys? I did. I think it's Naito and somebody else. Anyway. It I... is Okada and Tanahasho. All right. Good talk. Uh, I already know about them, Kevin. They've already been ordered. You've ordered them. There's only 250 of each, Matt. I know. He ordered all 250. That's why they've already been ordered. Look at you. Uh, New Japan has... Uh, listed all the entrants for the best of the Super Junior Tournament that will kick off on Wednesday, December... Nope, it kicks off Saturday and ends December 15th. El Desperado, Show, Yo, Hiromu Takahashi, Master Wado, El Fantasmo, Taguchi, Robbie Eagles, Kanemura, Taji Ishimori, Bushi, and Doku. Mm. Doku, uh, I don't even know you. If Desperado doesn't win the best of the Super Junior Tournament, uh, it will likely set up a challenger for him as we enter Wrestle Kingdom season. Yay! Yay! This is like Matt's favorite time. Like you're like your heaven. Wrestle Dude, Kingdom uh, season. I'll tell you what. This weekend is jam packed. We got Friday night is the Nick Gage Invitational, and I had to use my Fight TV credits, so I ordered the GCW combo. All right, you get all in on that GCW. Fire. So I. We'll be able to watch the Nick Gage Invitational Friday night. Saturday, we have full gear. Uh, whatever is GCW is doing in Detroit. I forget the name of the show. Uh, is it called Rock City? It is called... No, she wrestles Evil, for Ring of Honor. Evil Deeds. Huh? Uh, Evil Thunder Deeds. Deep. Oh, maybe Evil Deeds is Friday night, and the Nick Gage Invitational is Saturday. Saturday, Saturday. Uh, but either way, those are happening. And then Saturday, we have full gear, and then we have this New Japan battle at the Valley show. Like, oh my god, New Japan's at the Valley, which will be on Fight TV and New Japan World. And then Sunday is this Ring of Honor Honor for All show. Oh my god, Okada's gonna be there. Like, oh my god, it's gonna be awesome. So much wrestling this week, so much wrestling this week. So, how many of these shows are overlapping on the same night, Matt? I know you just went the schedule, but forgive me. Uh, the GCW show, Full Gear, and the New Japan show will all overlap each other. But like, doesn't GCW usually like take that into consideration and maybe run a little earlier? Is it like an afternoon gimmick? Uh, I or? don't know the exact time. That's nah, fine. Don't worry. I was just curious. Literally curious. Not I know uh, New Japan's going to start at 11. 
11 p.m. Eastern, so they'll start at 8 o'clock on the West Coast, so that'll probably be the last hour of Full Gear. Gotcha. I'm excited for Full Gear. I'm super pumped up for Full Gear. Dude, can, I tell you, can I tell you what else I watched? Oh. There was I watched, something else. I watched the debut episode of the new XPW. But the wait, the one that they put out last week or the one with the matches? No, the one no, the one with the matches hasn't come out yet. That's a show that's gonna run live this weekend in I thought they were taping it tonight. Oh, maybe they are. I don't know. No, I thought it was gonna be this weekend. Any, oh wait, today's the eighth? Yeah, they are taping it tonight. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Horrible. What in the fuck did I watch? It was literally Rob Black talking to some fucking guy with a mohawk because uh Oh, fuck. I had the guy's name in the fucking Discord, too. And I don't even remember what the fuck it was. Maybe I put it somewhere. Anyway, it was one of the guys. Kevin Kleinrock. That was it. So Kevin Kleinrock didn't want to fucking talk to Rob Black. So he sent some fucking guy with a mohawk there. And Schlack was in. Schlack was funny because he signed Schlack to a contract. And he he signed somebody else that was wearing like a weird mask. I forget the dude's name. But the only thing they showed was the Vic Grimes New Jack scaffold match which I had not seen in its entirety. Oh. And it was probably good reason because it was not a fucking good match. No, what did you expect? But we all saw the bump at the end. And it was funny because New Jack was actually working with them until they got up top and then New Jack just went for fucking town. It was pretty hilarious. That always makes me shiver when I hear about that. That Dude, he fucking was hitting him with a stun gun, legit. And that was it, bro. It was fucking over. And that toss... Watching it again for like the thousandth time, that toss, it doesn't get any easier. It's fucking rough. But yeah, the XPW debut episode was just a lot of Rob Black talking and some lady making fucking hamburgers at his hamburger stand. Nice. And that was it. There you go. Yep. Wow. All oh. wrestling in the world, and you wasted mm-hmm. time on XPW. Dude, I, I have to suffer for my art. It was better than watching Raw. Anyway. You know what? No, that's a great point by Tony. Like he he just goes to what he wants to watch. Like he just like that's his niche. Like that's all right. I watch that. Like like yeah, like odd shit like that. Like that that it fascinates me and then it gets me aggravated. But I'm still glad that I did it. Niche or niche? I think that's a niche. Niche, niche, whatever, whatever. Same shit. Tumultuous. 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 What did it Um, call? Do you have any more newses and notes? Judy Bagwell passed away. Yeah, I didn't want to bring it up. I figured I'd leave it for you. That's a bummer. Former former WCW tag team champion, by the way. And world-renowned coin purse shaver. Yeah, it's rough. Sucks. And the only the only person I never I ever heard of knew in the existence of wrestling to be put on a pole in a match. Actually a forklift. Forklift. But, you know, the, the, the thought was there. That's a bummer. That sucks. Yeah, of course. Especially since Buff, like we all know, like he's been going through some shit lately too. So rest in peace and Godspeed, Judy Bagwell. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. That's a bummer. That's how we end the show. (laughs) Oh, no, no. no. We are the Shining Wizards. Why? You got something else, Kev? You know know what? No. But. Uh, I feel like that is probably better than that. So, well, be sure. Oh, nope, not that. Oh, be boy. sure to follow us on all forms of social media at Wizards Podcast, YouTube.com slash The Shining Wizards. Like, rate, subscribe, review. It helps us. Uh, every single one of those things counts. 
Uh, it helps us move up the charts. It helps get more eyes on the product. Uh, if you enjoy the interviews, if you enjoy our ridiculous banter, um, which there was a lot of tonight, there was a ton of it. It's a great time. Uh, Jack Apple on the rocks probably shouldn't happen every week. Uh, two weeks away from our 10 year anniversary show next week, we'll have Vincent and Frightmare on the 22nd. We celebrate 10 years as a podcast. Scion from the NWA joins us. Charlie Haas joins us. Um, it's going to be a great fun time and we hope that you will join us, uh, and watch and, uh, you know, comment and chat us up and support us and, all that good stuff. Patreon.com slash Wizards Podcast for as little as a dollar a month. You can support the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. Uh, $3 a month gets you bonus shows. We are going to start pumping those out in the month of November. So look out. Yep. And we got a bunch of new ideas, too, that we're going to be bringing to the uh, oh, exclusivity. We oh, we do. And this is any any foreshadowing. It's going to be a great time. Yeah. Gonna, it's, like Matt and worst. Kevin like to say, going to be a banger. Oh, yeah. Lots of bangers. It's going to be a fucking blast. Get your protection because you will be banged. Oh, boy. I like that. Something like that. Get your protection. You will be banged. She bangs. bangs. Don't forget shirts, folks. 20 bucks at Wizards Podcast. Please, if you order a shirt, send us your address and your size. Yeah. And the money. We we don't. Well, the money, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Good point, Kev. Good point. Excellent point. Excellent point. Uh, we'll be back next week with another uh, episode of the Shining Wizard Wrestling Podcast. God damn it, Kate. God I, damn you. I should have deleted that one I, as soon as I saw it. I should have deleted delete, it. Delete! 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 Uh, support all the shows on the Shining Wizards Network. Support us. Rate, review, subscribe. Uh, and we'll be back next week with another episode of the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. Can they still hear me? I'm gonna say goodnight, Gracie. Yes, because it's we haven't hit the end broadcast button yet. I don't think I didn't hit it. I hope somebody else did. I'm just I did not. I'm gonna do it right now. Okay.